93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, it is indeed a Friday and May 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Emergency crews responded to a hazmat situation early Friday in Delaware County after firefighters may have been exposed to chemicals. Firefighters received the initial call about 1 a.m. for a fire uh, at the Norquay Technology Technologies on the 800 block of West Front Street in Chester. Crews extinguished the flames in about 20 minutes, uh, but it turned out that there may, they may have been exposed to chemicals, officials said. As a precaution, 11 firefighters and two civilians went through the decontamination process. They were being taken to three hospitals for further evaluation. It's unclear at this time what chemicals the 13 people may have been in contact with, but fire officials say that there was no threat to the surrounding neighborhood. When they go into like places where there might have been like a meth lab or something, a lot I of guess, times they yeah. encounter drugs that are incred- incredibly volatile. So, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see what they think they might have been exposed to. What it was, yeah, exactly. Uh, This is an awful story. A Chicago woman who sold baby clothes to a pregnant woman and lured her back to her house uh, with an offer of more clothing has been charged with murder after allegedly strangling the woman with a cord and cutting the infant from her wound, police said. 46-year-old Clarissa Figueroa apparently wanted to raise another child two years after her adult son died of natural causes, investigators said. Murder charges have been filed against Figueroa, her 24-year-old year old daughter Desiree and then her 40 year old boyfriend was also charged with concealment of a homicide. The charges come three weeks after 19 year old Marlon Ochoa Lopez disappeared and a day after her body was discovered in a garbage can in the backyard of Figueroa's home on the city's south side about four miles from her own home. According to police the young woman drove from high school to Figueroa's home in response to an offer for free clothes that Figueroa had posted on Facebook. When she arrived police said that she was strangled and the baby was cut from her body. A few hours later Figueroa Figueroa frantically called 911, claiming that her newborn baby was not breathing. When first responders arrived, the child was blue. They tried to resuscitate the infant and transported the boy to a nearby hospital, where police say he remains in a grave condition and was not expected to survive. Police did not connect the woman's disappearance uh, and the 911 call about the baby until May 7th, when friends of Lopez directed uh, detectives to her social media account, which showed that she had communicated with Figueroa in the Facebook group uh, for, for expectant mothers. At the same time, uh, Clarissa Figueroa had started a GoFundMe campaign for the funeral of what she said was her dying baby. Uh, there's like more details to this, and it's just all yeah. awful. They said uh, I saw the the um, uh, police chief said it was just disgusting and one of the most uh, horrendous things he'd ever seen. Well, you know, a lot of horrific stories um, come up in the news from time to time. This is. Uh, this blew me away. I mean, this imagine like- imagine that. You you strangle the woman and then you cut the baby out of her. Yeah. It defies uh, imagination. I th- I want to say this. I, I remember something like this happening a, a long time before, ago. I know. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and, because and I brought just, back memories of that. Yeah, and I, you almost, you know, suppress that mm-hmm. thought and then, uh, then this happens. You're like, okay. wait, I think that happened before. It's just, it's unimaginable. Yeah, so the, unimaginable. Th- the three suspects uh, were scheduled to ar- appear in court today. In an anonymous vote, uh, I'm sorry, a unanimous, not anonymous. Anonymous. In a, in a unanimous vote, Philadelphia City Council has voted to approve a measure that allows for the installation of speed cameras along Roosevelt Boulevard. It has uh, long been considered one of the most dangerous roadways in America. PennDOT says between 2013 and two- 2017, 139 people were killed or seriously injured, uh, and there were over 2,600 crashes on that roadway. Well, 
That's a ton. Didn't they have someone from AAA testifying on how uh, on how bad the how the, bad it is? Yeah. yeah, because they always they're the ones that always release that, that most information. Dangerous roads, yeah. yeah, in America. I hate I hate driving on that stretch road. There's sometimes when it's okay, but other times, you know, especially. You've got streets within streets and then service roads. And then, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. if you're following GPS, if, it could be yeah, a freaking I, nightmare. If I you have to get over, you need to know when. Yes. Or, yeah. Kathy, when you get over off the main drag and then you're going to go on that secondary drag, the quote-unquote yeah. on-ramp or entry yeah, yeah, road yeah. is four feet long. It's like a yeah. death trap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the only part of it that I don't like. <laughs> I mean, other than other than switching from the inner to the outer lanes and vice versa, like, I, I don't mind that road. Yeah, but look, we were looking at an mm-hmm. overhead shot. So there were, I think, probably total one, two, three, uh, 16 lanes across Yes! There. But notice, there are houses and crosswalks. <laughs> Crosswalks yeah. a- across 16 lanes of traffic. Crosswalks, yeah. That's why, well, that's that, part of the reason why they got to mm, fix that it and is, do and, something. And also, it, I don't even know what the speed limit is on the boulevard, oh. but when there is not, you know, stop and go traffic, people are, are driving well, so fast and you have those crosswalks yeah. and people are crossing. And you know why people drive that fast? Because it's 16 lane yeah. and, and it feels like you're feels on like a highway. highway. It, it, you know? Whose idea Absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's idea? Whose design was this? Was this done by Gary? Lauer, right? Uh, he does it's, live off the board. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It really is. But I, I saw 6ABC. They they went out and did a you know an informal poll, and they said the majority of people they came across thought it's a good idea. Yeah. You know, so hopefully so by the, people will slow down. By the end of the year, 7 to 11 speed cameras will be installed between 9th Street and the Philadelphia County line. Anyone going 11 to 20 miles over the 45-mile-per-hour 40, oh, speed limit uh, would be uh, get a $100 fine in the mail. 21 to 30 miles over the speed limit gets a $125 fine, and then 31 miles over uh, equals a $150 fine. Recognizing that motorists may need some time to get used to the speed cameras, there will be a 60-day grace period uh, during which speeders would get a warning notice in the mail but haven't they weren't there tests of this already like weren't some of these cameras up but not sending they tickets have, or they have red light cameras oh, they've red had light those camera. up yeah. okay so now they're going to put speed cameras up they're going to give it a 60-day grace period and people will get a warning and then yeah. after that okay they start fining you people do book on that yeah. yeah on that road all the time there's actually i forget where exactly it is but as you go under a bridge they have speed readouts uh, I know and, what you're you know, talking about. And they're huge, yeah. right? And they're huge, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if there is a way to change <clears throat> the flow pattern of the entire road, if that would make it safer. Well, to Preston's point, you have houses on each side. Yeah. So you don't even know where would you go, A. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. What I would, if there, if there was a way to take, get rid of those, I don't know, peel off eight roads, I right. don't know, eight lanes, and and just have those those side uh, tributary roads or service roads of that's what you call them, and then you know, I think that's where a lot of the confusion takes because, place. Because like you I know, see people whip on and off those all the time. You know, they they basically have it you know split in half. Where yeah. you know one there's like and, express lanes. Yeah, right, so you right, have right. one side going north and the other side going south. But I wonder if you just took the two middle lanes right yeah. and made one going north and one going south, and then the two outer lanes, one going north and one going south. Oh, no. God. I'm yeah, confused. Rena- I'd be driving on the wrong side. They'd have to rename all the roads then. Uh, you, you just present said, your idea to city council, Case. Okay? So I, I, I submit to you. You'll be like a <laughs> animal house there. Yeah. And is it not an indictment of the United States of America? Uh, right. Gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Be careful on the boulevard. I'm not yeah. saying we did not have some liberties with the town council's wives. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. <laughs> 
in sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. The Phillies lost to the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Christian Yelich hit his major league leading 17th and 18th home runs to help Zach Davies and the Brewers win 11-3. The The Phillies continue their homestand this weekend against the Colorado Rockies. John Gray will get the start for the Rockies tonight, while Cole Irvin will start for the Phillies. And the first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. After months of speculation, Ben Simmons confirmed his intention to play for Team Australia in the upcoming series against Team USA in Canada in September's FIBA World Cup in China. Simmons is expected to link up with the rest of the Australian national squad in August as they face Canada in a two-game series in Perth and Team USA in front of over 100,000 fans at a stadium in Melbourne before uh, heading to China in September. In the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors beat the Portland Trailblazers in last night's Game 2 in Oakland. Steph Curry scored 37 points, and the Warriors rallied from a 15-point halftime deficit before holding Mm. off Portland on the final possession for a 114-111 win and a 2-0 lead in the Western Conference Finals. Game 3 is tomorrow night in Portland. And in the NHL, the Boston Bruins beat the Carolina Hurricanes last night in Raleigh. Tuka Rask posted his seventh career playoff shutout, and the Bruins swept the Hurricanes out of the Eastern Conference Finals, winning 4-0 to reach their third Stanley Cup Finals in nine years. In the Western Conference Finals, Game 4 is tonight in St. Louis with the San Jose Sharks holding a two-games-to-one lead over the Blues. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We are here, like I said, on a Friday morning. Feels very, very good. Uh, We have a number of things taking place. We are going to have a few guests on the show today and some giveaways. But before we do that... Yesterday, we threw it out there, another school to vote for the coolest teacher of the year. And uh, yesterday's school that was chosen uh, was North Montcote Technical Career Center. And the uh, student body came through in fine fashion. And we do indeed have a teacher to bestow an award upon. So let us reveal who that is now. Thank you for all your votes, by the way. We'll choose another school in just a moment. But for North Montcote Technical Career Center for this past year coolest teacher as voted upon by the student body is Ms. Michelle Christie. Ms. Christie is an English teacher. She went to North Penn and did her undergrad work at Gwynedd Mercy University and got her master's at Newman University. Hometown girl. Uh, yes, and she's recently engaged, so congratulations there. Well, we have to. I hope you get invited. Steve, two big checks in the plus column. She loves Game of Thrones uh, and Batman. Wow! So you and me, dude. Oh, she's, yeah. That's our gal. That's our threesome. Miss Christie. <laughs> she's ready to go. So uh, we congratulate her, and uh, we thank you for voting. And as just a little token of appreciation from the student body, we give her the official President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. And we're going to give her something to eat, too, which is nice, because she could use a break and a nice meal. $50 gift card for whatacrockmeals.com. So we are going to take care of her. I Bye. love it. 
We have another school to choose. And by the way, uh, Miss Christie, if you're listening this morning, make sure you give us a call at some point. We would love to uh, say hello and uh, catch up with you real quick. But uh, today, the person that gets to dip their hand into the uh, Chinese takeout box, which is what we have all yeah. the school names in, is Nick McAway. Yeah, hey! So Casey is going to walk the box around to the other side of the studio. Nick is going to reach in and try and draw us a good one. So let's see what we get. Nick, who is it going to be? And by the way, they get the weekend to vote. It's just the way it happens here. Uh, who's it going to be? We're heading over to New Jersey. It is Highland Regional High School in Blackwood, New Jersey. Highland Regional in Blackwood, New Jersey. All right. It's up to you guys, Highland Regional. Uh, and it's pretty simple. We're going to give you the weekend to vote. And all you have to do, it's a text vote, is text the word teacher, space, have a space there, and then the teacher's name, 239333. Pretty simple to do. Now, if you tell... Uh, the front office about it, and they want to make some announcements or send out emails. Just make sure they know exactly how to do it. It's one vote per phone number. You can go to any of our social media accounts, or you can go to PrestonSteve.com, and the information is there. Text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name, to 39333. So thank you very much for participating. All right, with all of that out of the way, we do have a number of things taking place. Uh, we have guest-wise... Uh, Godfrey, who's been here before, Godfrey's going to be performing at uh, Punchline tonight and tomorrow and Sunday. There's a Sunday show. He's as well. great. Yep. So uh, we'll spend some time with Godfrey, and then we also have another comedian today, and she's been here before. It is Margaret Cho. Yes. And Margaret's going to be appearing at uh, Helium Comedy Club. So uh, we'll have both those in at uh, both those guys in today at different times. Uh, we also have an update on the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, ladies and gentlemen. This year, we're trying to go for the number one. Blood drive in the United States. Unbeknownst to us, we were in second place. We had no idea. We we knew we did very very well. We yeah, had no idea it was the second largest in the country last year. So I almost did it without trying. So we're like that close. Let's make it the biggest one yet. Damn it! There's a bigger sense of urgency uh, coming up very, very, uh, as well. So we're going to get in a representative from the uh, the Red Cross. God, my chair is squeaking a lot. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's uh, unbelievable. A representative from the uh, from the Red Cross to uh, give us the details and, and what you need to know. And we will reveal, reveal the uh, information about the I Believe for President Steve Blood Drive t-shirt that you're going to get. Which is right. routinely one of my favorite t-shirts that I we agree. do. Yeah. I agree. I've, I've, every single one we've ever yeah. done, I, I hang on to them. And this one is, it could be our best oh, one. Yeah. yeah, I think you're going to be really happy. So that is on the way as well. And our friends from uh, God Shell's Turkey Bacon are here this morning. So we will give away packs and packs and packs of God Shell's Turkey Bacon this morning. Who doesn't like a pack of bacon? Oh, it's just, it's love is what yeah, it is. Exactly, really. so, in a pack. All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I have a lot of entertainment stories. There's a bunch going on. The sun is coming up. It's a Friday morning. The weather looks good this weekend. Let's spend our time together this morning. We'll be back in a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so uh, before we do stupid question and all that stuff, gang, we got our coolest teacher on the phone. What the hell? Right now, who I think we should talk to because she has something very, very important to get to today. I can't believe she's actually taking the time to give us a call this morning. But if you missed it, North Monco uh, Technical Career Center has voted Miss Michelle Christie as their coolest teacher of the year, and she's got something really special going on. So let's welcome Michelle. Hey! 
Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. What a day for you. I mean, yeah. you won the coolest teacher. <laughs> that's got to feel good. I know. That's, I was I was pretty excited about that. Uh, but oh, but there's something else, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, I'm getting married today. today. Somebody's getting married. <laughs> Jeez, if only we could get the cup to you in time for the ceremony. Right? Oh, oh my God. Well, that's yeah. hey. Well, congratulations, Michelle. Thank you. How long Thank have you, you been engaged? Um. December. Oh, wow. wow. That's a quickie. There we go. That's a very quick. Where one. are you getting married? Um, well, I can't really say because the kids have talked about crashing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I understood. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I understood. Okay. okay. That's fair <laughs> enough. Well, you probably didn't mean to get up this early, but uh, we appreciate it. And uh, how long have you been teaching at North Monco? I've been there for 13 years. Wow. 13 years? Favorite, coolest yeah. teacher, getting married. Life doesn't get better. Uh, life is pretty good right now, yeah. not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> Wait till your crockpot stuff comes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say anything to your husband-to-be while you have the airways of Philadelphia? Um, I'll I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Wow. So wow. Wow. I, see you so I see that Shakespeare's rubbed off on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's an English teacher. <laughs> yes. So, life yeah. is meaningless without you. Um, I ha- I haven't had my coffee yet. Yeah, understood. I, understood. Yeah. It sounds like you might still be getting up and getting moving, but that's okay. You got a big yeah. day ahead of you. Uh, no, Definitely. that's uh, that's cool. Did you uh, did you know that you were up for this? Did the kids let you know that uh, that they were voting for you? I, it's actually funny. Um, my brother told me about it first. Uh, my brother Steve, and then um, they were like making announcements at the school, and we, t- you know, I. I was joking around with the kids, like, hey, if you vote for me, I won't be insulted. Um, and then it just, I guess, kind of spiraled from there. It okay. took. And by the way, Michelle, not only do you win this today and you're getting married today, but uh, <laughs> the Game of Thrones finale is on Sunday as well. So there's a lot going on in your world. Well, our uh, wedding is actually like Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> no way. It's oh theme. Really? Uh, yeah. That's awesome. What, like, do you, what are you doing to make it a uh, Game of Thrones? Um, or is it a surprise? No, 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 it's not. Um, so the tables, instead of being numbers, are houses. Oh, that's great. And, um, like, we're going to get announced to the, you know, for the first time to the Game of Thrones theme song. Like, little stuff. Okay. Uh, That's cool. All right. And will your, will your table be House Stark or King's Landing or what, what are they, what are you calling it? No, we're just we're just doing the sweetheart table. I okay. think the other tables, yeah. the other tables are going to be more all right, fun and festive. Well, that's right up your alley, Preston. It is. Maybe a last minute invite is in the uh, works. <laughs> uh, no, nah, it's okay. I'm okay. good. I'd, I'd you love, love going there. to weddings. I love going to weddings. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Michelle, congrats. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you she was going to. No, no, that's uh, that's the drill. All right. Well, congratulations. We are going to set you. you up the coolest teacher there, coffee mug, and also a uh, fifty dollars gift card from watercrockmeals.com. So, congratulations to you. Wow. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great weekend right. and uh, enjoy today. It's your day. All right. Thank you. Thank all right. you. There you go, Michelle, wow. Christie. I would have to imagine you might have done a Game of Thrones wedding had Maybe. it been on when you guys got married. Do you remember when uh, when Beth Gardner got married? Uh, as uh, I think it was their best man uh, made a toast uh, at the ceremony and said, "And now your watch begins." Yep. Uh, which I thought was really cool. It's a nod to the to the. Uh, um, uh, to the uh, oh God, why am I having a brain? The nice watch, the Preston. Nice watch, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and so some people are doing that, which is uh, it's good to do a theme. Yeah. Our, our theme was uh, sixty minutes, and no uh, one. Uh, wow, really? <laughs> it really, no one could tell. So just the, the clock was ticking as clock. she was walking down yeah, yeah. the aisle. 
Turn that off. All right. Anyhow, speaking of Game of Thrones, I'm going to do a Game of Thrones, even though I couldn't come up with the next watch. I'm going to do a Game of Thrones. <laughs> you don't have to know the answers. You just have to ask. Them. Trivia question. I did come up with this, and we are giving away a uh, pair of tickets for the Game of Thrones live concert experience which is September 12th at The Man. Uh, so, Brienne of Tarth, who I think is the most honorable character in the entire storyline. She's the only one that has the true heart of a knight. Totally Tarthy. Comes from Tarth, obviously, and Tarth is known as what? There's a nickname for that. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. 215-263-WMMR. What is the nickname of Tarth, where Brienne of Tarth comes from? Uh, no, it's not Wildwood. Oh, okay. <laughs> Call now, and we'll see if we can get the answer. I'll go through some birthdays while we are awaiting that answer. Today is Friday, May 17th. Trent Reznor has a birthday today. Trent is 54 years old. There's a guy who's multi-talented, Oscar winner. Yep. Just saw him inducting The Cure into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when I watched that the other day, and he did a great job. He's a true fan of the band, which is great. He said he might, he might be leaving music to uh, start manufacturing novelty items because he has he's such a funny guy. What a jokester. <laughs> you know what he's also great in? He was a big fan of Rush, and he's in uh, Exit Stage Left, the documentary about the band. I saw uh, that. I, I don't remember a minute. I never would have pegged him to be a big Rush fan, but uh, I love it. Uh, he's uh, 54 years old and uh, very... Very smart musician. Smart and intense. Uh, Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age. Another intense dude. Yeah, he's uh, 46 years old today. They're a great band. That documentary about the... Um Eagles of Death the Metal. Of death metal yeah. And uh, the, the, the shooting in uh, in Paris. Yeah. Um, Brought me around on him a bit. Yeah, I mean, he was—he was clearly has a, a a good and real friendship with this guy. He sort of protected from the band when they were, uh, you know, in high school together and all that stuff. So, yeah, you hear stuff about him being a dick, but he does have that other side. Yeah, and uh, after that documentary, I really wanted to like Eagles of Death Metal, but just, I, tried. I, I tried and I didn't. Yeah, really likewise, care. I didn't likewise. care for the music, but you know, it's all right. They've got their fans. Uh, from Pearl Jam, former drummer Dave Abruzzese. Uh, he is 51 years old today. He was the guy that was in for just one album, I think, or one touring cycle or something. Man. I think two tours. I don't think he played drums on 10. I think it, uh, because Chuck D'Amico and I were talking about this the other day because I believe we're going to have Dave Cruzen, another one of Pearl Jam's drummers, uh, in studio in a few weeks. But uh, Everett Zazie was the guy that was uh, the toured on 10 and Versus, okay. and then uh, I believe was replaced by... Um, Jack Irons, who okay. then was replaced by Matt Cameron, who's been in the band for 20 all right, years. So is did this he, the guy? Go ahead. Did he play on an album at all? Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and, he, and he toured with them as well, yeah. Okay. Um, but he, Dave Abrazzese is the guy that uh, essentially got tossed because he was having too much fun. He was enjoying the rock star <laughs> lifestyle. He literally went out, bought a sports car, and the rest of the guys in the band were like, uh, what are you doing enjoying your life and your money? And um, I, were, wonder, I wonder if they uh, would ever revisit doing that, you know, now. Because the guy was just enjoying a little bit of... Yeah, you know, there might success. have been more to it than that. You know, maybe right. they just hate him. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's fifty-one today. Uh, Paul Diano, original lead singer of the band Iron Maiden, uh, is sixty-one years old today. The only song you would really know him from is Wrathchild, uh, unless you were a big fan of all that early stuff. So uh, he's sixty-one, so we can move on. Uh, all right, then. Uh, enough of that crap. <laughs> Craig Ferguson, love, hey. love, love Craig Ferguson, man. Super talented guy. Yeah, yep. really good as a talk show host. One yeah. of the most effortless sort of uh, deliveries. Very funny. I. You know, uh, I wonder if they ever even considered giving him the full Letterman replacement, you know? Yeah. But uh, 
because I don't know. He's uh, he's a super talented guy. Fifty seven today. Another super talented guy, Bob Saget. And yes, I consider him a friend of our show. Yes, yeah. he's been on enough times, and he loves Philadelphia. Obviously, grew up in the area. Uh, but he is uh, sixty three. Going to send him a text. I don't know if uh, if I have his. Uh, number. By the way, did you ever hear out. back from uh, David Boreanaz? Never heard back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> send Boreanaz a text and ask him to get in touch with Saget. Yeah, and tell him happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> uh, so Bob is uh, sixty three, and then the last birthday today, Sugar Ray. Leonard, the Hall of Fame boxer, great boxer. Yeah, sixty-three years old. Well, today. he beat up the guy that I thought could beat up the world, Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler, marvelous Marvin. Yeah, Hagler. press. You missed a birthday, uh, Nick. Pull up uh, IMDb oh, because sorry. the number one birthday on your left there. That's a big one. Uh, he's dead. Oh shoot, he's dead. <laughs> you didn't know Bill Paxton. I was totally dead? forgot. Don't you remember man. a few years ago? Yes. Us completely off guard. Yes. Yeah, that was a that was. And we didn't realize how, I mean, we knew Bill Paxton was, you know, who he was, but he was, he had a huge career. And yes. It, and in fact, and, and it, it monetarily in the movies that he was in, was one of the most successful actors out there. It's in freaking Titanic. And uh, I, it was originally called freaking Titanic. Yeah. Did you want Those to are women's underpants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the next thing you know, you'll be wearing a bra on your head. So. <laughs> The late great Bill Paxton. Oh man, that's a scene from Titanic. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, Yeah, with Rose. She had put panties on her head. (laughs) I'm very old. Leave me alone. And uh, he didn't. He didn't understand it. You should just jump overboard. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the uh, stupid question, Game of Thrones style, this morning. Brienne of Tarth is from Tarth, obviously, but what is Tarth known as? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's go to Bob for the answer. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Good, how are you guys? Good, Bob. What is Tarth known as? The Sapphire Isle. Yes. <laughs> That's correct, Bob. Hang on a second. The Sapphire Isle. And, Bob, we are going to give you a pair of tickets for the uh, Game of Thrones live concert experience September 12th at The Man. Music by uh, Ramin ja- uh, Djawan. Whatever. That guy. Uh, Jawadi. There you go. And uh, tickets are on sale now at uh, Ticketmaster.com. So very excited for Sunday's show. All right. Let's just uh, roll through a few uh, entertainment stories. We'll go with this. Kevin Spacey's legal strategy has been shut down. His legal team's attempt to make his sexual battery accuser's name public has been dismissed by a judge. According to documents, an L.A. judge is siding with the accuser and his name will remain John Doe. Uh, the accuser claimed in documents that he feared for his life following threats from Spacey's fans. Oh. Uh, so they want to keep, uh, keep him uh, anonymous. Uh, the judge ruled plaintiff's vulnerability to humiliation, harassment, and threats is further exacerbated by the nature of defendant's status as a high-profile celebrity and the media attention that comes with it. The court finds that anonymity is necessary to protect plaintiff's privacy and protect against any further trauma. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, Brett. Quiet. Yep. But uh, there were a few guys who came forward. One of them is an actor on the current version of Star Trek. Okay. And he had uh, he had he believed he was um, molested or touched inappropriately by Spacey at a party or okay. some something. So the few actors that are out there have already come forward. Yeah, so in this case, I don't know. Obviously, see, since they haven't released the name. Yeah. Uh, I, this must be another one that we haven't heard of. Maybe Anthony Rapp was very, very vocal, you remember? Yes, ex- um, yes. About that, too. Exactly, so. yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx's daughter, Corinne, 
is spilling the beans on his and Katie Holmes's hush hush relationship. Oh, she's a bean spiller. That one, kind of, sorta. She really doesn't say that much, but it's the only nobody really talks about this. Uh, that is within the inner circle. So they did go to the, the Met Gala together. Yeah, it's right? an open secret. Uh, six years apparently they've been pretty serious uh, secret, uh, but uh, lately they've been uh, choosing choosing to uh, appear in public together. They were at the Met Gala. Uh, Corinne, the daughter, told people they are so great, and Katie is always so chic. They were wonderful. That's a real insight there. And that's it. <laughs> she ripped the lid off that one. So, By they, the way, that daughter is gorgeous. They posed for photos, uh, but they did not go all the way in mm-hmm. and uh, walk the carpet. Oh, I so. thought you meant do it. <sighs> Uh, maybe. maybe. Why, why keep it now. a secret? I, I don't quite understand that. I, I if everybody knows. Maybe they're having fun with it. Or maybe yeah, because be. of the hit that Scientology has put out on her, they feel that that's the best way to elude them. Or maybe with her history with Tom Cruise, that was so in the public eye that she just yeah. wanted to shy away from it this time around. I don't know. Uh, Keanu Reeves self-identifies as a person of color, but he tells Essence that he does not see himself as a spokesperson for Asian actors in the Hollywood community. Uh, however, the Canadian-born Reeves, who grew up around Chinese culture thanks to his grandmother, is not disowning his heritage either. He said, uh, I hope that whatever opportunities I've had or the work that I'm doing in some way can uh, can entertain and can also, well, I don't want to say teach, but have something of value come out of it. Uh, Reeves has enjoyed considerable success, currently stars in the franchise uh, John Wick director Chad uh, Stahelski. Uh, for one, sees the impact Reeves casting has had on the franchise. Uh, he had this to say. He said the series is uh, fortunate to have the following that we do and have it resonate so well with not just one demographic of an audience, to have it resonate cross-culturally as well as internationally. Uh, so John Wick 3, and I'll, I'll get to the opening details in a little while, does open this weekend. Steve, you saw it earlier this week and loved it. Loved it. Uh, I read an article this morning, and uh, forgive me if we talked about this, but um, Boban from the Sixers has yeah, a scene yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, he's in the beginning. He's really good. Uh, and he's a villain. Uh, the thing is, is that uh, if he's... So Keanu does 97% of all the stuff you're seeing on screen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, the, all the fights, all the throwing through glass, all that stuff, that's him. And he's very passionate. He's like He does it like Tom Cruise. Yeah, they really, he started honing that with the Matrix, you remember? I mean, yes. He worked really, really hard on the martial arts and that. So he's kept that up over the years. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. Hey, this is uh, sad to hear, and I want to get more details, but I don't have very much. Rick Flair was rushed to the hospital yesterday after what they're calling a very serious medical emergency. Uh, the 70-year-old WWE star is in serious condition, uh, but the specifics are unclear, apparently. Wow. I think I just saw an update this morning, Preston, okay. on TMZ. Nick, you may want to do yeah, a, a I saw second it as check well. on Is he doing better? Yeah, that is not as serious as first reported. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I like Ric Flair. Yes. Uh, I hated him. I've said this before uh, as a kid. I mean, just... Thought he was the most vile, evil person in the world. This is me in like grade school. How does someone get that evil? <laughs> and then, uh, and then a few years back, I watched a, a video compilation of him, Rick flaring out. Yeah, and it was <laughs> awesome. It was hilarious. I'm like, that guy has brought me so much entertainment over sure. the years. He gave you someone to hate. It was wonderful. So, uh, but in 2017, remember, he was placed in a uh, medically induced coma for 11 days because. Uh, he had an inte- part of his intestine had ruptured. Yeah, so he's had some uh, some issues in the past. So hopefully he'll be okay. I've attempted to do something. I've attempted to make a Ric Flair 
siren as if he was being rushed oh, to the hospital with, you? with yes. his own voice. I'm going to see. I did this all blindly. I don't know what it you, sounds okay, like. Okay, so you just did it without listening to it. You were looking at the audio files and, and linking them together. All Let, right. Let's see if this works. All right, here we go. <laughs> You know, works. can you speed it up? That's a tick? what I was gonna ask. Uh, yes. All right. Let's see. Speed if I it up just a tick. All right. All right. Mark left. Let's see. He's I got to edit this on the fly. <laughs> um, so what would that be? That would be. Uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Right, so Casey is going to speed this up, and we'll review the life of Ric Flair, one of the great wrestling legends. Uh, I will continue oh, on. Pitching time. Here we go. Uh, pitching time. Saves nine. <laughs> Um, yes. Heather Locklear is back in rehab, unfortunately, and her daughter Ava, whom she shares with Richie Sambor, is reportedly devastated about it. A source tells Entertainment Tonight the process has felt never-ending, and Ava just wants her mother to uh, dedicate herself to a sober life. Uh, she's just heartbroken because she was really hopeful that uh, last rehab her mother completed would finally be the last. Uh, Ava's a huge supporter of her mother. Um, and Locklear is now in an impatient facility her family desperately hopes that she will finally get sober once and for all. Uh, the source also says Heather is in a very dangerous place, and her family and loved ones are once again scared for her life. I think she's got to go. So she was in there for for a couple of months. I think she's got to go much more long term, and because no she, doubt, no doubt, she's I... had serious, serious issues. There are t- what two or three times the police were called to uh, her house because they feared she was going to. Uh, kill someone or kill herself. Like her brain chemistry's been altered, yeah, drastically. You know, I, and so yeah, I think she needs to like take this very serious for yeah. as long as possible. Yeah. You, you can't know? just do two months. No. Yep. Uh, are we ready to try that? Well, let's try it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> the Ric Flair siren, <laughs> yeah. which can be played on any ambulance taking him to the hospital. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Only him. Yeah. Uh, get that resume ready because Queen Elizabeth II is looking for a digital communications officer. Wow. Per the Royal Household website. Uh, the ideal candidate will find new ways to maintain the Queen's presence in the public eye and on the world stage. Uh, it's according to the listing. They also said that this is what makes working for the royal household exceptional. So she just did uh, there was a video she put up yesterday. Uh, it's a little late to the game. She was doing the Tide Pod Challenge. That's she, old. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's very bit. old. So she needs somebody who's going to keep her on top of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, she didn't, you know. Just like soup. Get past the Harlem Shake. Exactly. All, all that. that stuff. But you know, she's new to the game, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, Look at I look like a doggy with this filter. Uh, speaking of the royal family, Prince Harry has won substantial damages from a news agency and received their apology after employees took aerial photos of the country home that he and Meghan Markle shared until their move to Frogmore Cottage. Uh, in a statement, Buckingham Palace said that Harry acknowledges and welcomes the formal apology from Splash News and Picture Agency, as referenced in the statement in open court today. Uh, the pictures, by the way, which are said to have looked into the living area and dining area of the home and directly into the bedroom. That's creepy. Yeah, were published in the Times. So they are having to double back. They on use that. a drone for that? They would have to, right? Yeah. I would imagine. They have a lot more latitude over there for suing the press for stuff like this, for oh, yeah. invasion of privacy and for slander and libel and all that stuff. Okay. So. Uh, so Channing Tatum and Jesse J. 
It's a question on the classroom. Yes, it was. Uh, Couldn't keep their hands to themselves during a day to Disneyland in Anaheim. Is that the place to really be feeling each other up at Disneyland? No. Uh, Channing and... It's a small world after all, and I'm going to finger blast you. And... (laughs) I mean, does that get you turned on that much? It's a small hole after (laughs) all. (laughs) It's a small hole after all. Uh, Channing and his ex, uh, Jenna Dewan's daughter, Everly, uh, did not appear to be with them as they rode the Matterhorn. Well, you can't be feeling up your uh, your girlfriend in front of your daughter. It's just not appropriate. And they also took to the uh, Autopia Racetrack as well. Uh, what is the Autopia Racetrack? Is that within with Disneyland? That. Or? It's Disneyland, so I've, I've never been there. I've only been to Disney World, so I, I might have some different attractions. I remember when I was a kid and went to Disneyland and all those old classic Disneyland rides, mm-hmm. like uh, you know the uh, the Nautilus from uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and all yeah. those. I mean, th- there was now there's a wealth of similar parks, but there was oh my god, yeah, we must have been transported to another planet. This right. is amazing. Yeah, I, I rode that. They would have that one at Disney World too. Yeah, and uh, when the tentacles start showing up through oh, the, uh, it's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, so Chris Rock. This is interesting is teaming up with producers Mark Berg and Oren Coles on a relaunch of the Saw horror franchise for Lionsgate. (sighs) Do we really need this? Uh, I know. (laughs) A release date of October 23rd, 2020 has been set. The Saw franchise garnered a billion dollars for Lionsgate, so they say they need it. Yeah. Uh, In a series of movies released between 2004 and 2017. Don't reboot them, just make more. There's not, you know... What's what's a reboot for? Uh, the Lionsgate uh, chairman, John Drake, said in a statement when uh, Chris Rock came to us and described in chilling detail his fantastic vision uh, that reimagines and spins off the world of the notorious jigsaw killer, we were all in. So there's some kind of a spinoff, right. but a reimagining as well. Here's uh, what maybe I think, because uh, it was a little short-sighted to make Jigsaw Terminal, right? So Well, you, but they, you can alter that. You know, I mean, what you should do if you're going to do it, take it in a, di- in a different direction. Make him musical and call it Bandsaw. <laughs> Bandsaw. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, so he said Saw is one of the highest grossing horror franchises of all time, and it's one of Lion Gates, Lion Gates most successful films film series. Uh, the upcoming film will still be as mind-bending and intense as the previous Saw films. Chris conceived this idea, and it will be completely reverential to the legacy of material while reinvigorating the brand with his wit, creative vision, and passion for this classic horror franchise. I I think I've seen all the Saws, and I'm not trying to say that. I know. But what I enjoy about it, or like it, is, it sounds really morbid, but it's kind of like, you know, Mortal Kombat. Like, at the end, just different ways you can sure. they, they finish these people it, off. It's like, like the Final Destination movies. Yeah. And I get that. But I still think, like, the first one had the, the best conceit, the guys in a room and blah, blah, blah. And then it's, yeah. you know, if you if you enjoy it, then you're going to be on board for all of them. I, I tapped out pretty quickly. When we had Lee Winnell in uh, last year, I had mentioned to him that... that saw the very first movie and i still think this is true it it works the, yeah. you know the way it was is shot and set it works as a as a as a show like a play you could do that on stage and and i think it would probably Absolutely. be there's just decent. some some physical effects you'd have to work out sure. but otherwise you're good one last story uh riley smith is returning to cw with a lead role opposite uh, kennedy mccann in nancy drew uh, the show centers on 18 year old nancy drew follows her as she prepares to leave her hometown for college 
but pauses to solve a crime when a socialite is murdered. Ooh. She is a prime suspect. Were you a Hardy Boys Nancy Drew fan uh, yeah. as a kid? When the, when the TV shows yeah. were on, I didn't read the books, but uh, yeah, Parker Stevenson and... Uh, um, yeah, Cassidy. Uh, Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, who's the, the girl who played Nancy Drew? Pamela. She was gorgeous. What was her name? She was also in the Poseidon Adventure. She also ended up doing uh, Playboy. Did she? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's good. Um, um, I forgot her name, but uh, Nick is looking that up right now. What year? What do you think that came out? In uh, the 1970s. Yeah, yeah. It would have been way back. Wait, Parker Stevenson from uh, from from what, what? What was he in? Uh, he was in uh, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, a, <laughs> uh, he was also in one of the uh, Burt Reynolds movies. Um, I knew him from Baywatch. Oh, that's oh Baywatch, right. that's yeah. right. Baywatch. He was in the Nick. He was in the original version of Baywatch on NBC before it became a successful syndicated series. Right. Yeah, and uh, Pamela Sue Martin. That's Pamela Sue Martin. That's that guy, uh, Nancy Drew. All right, so uh, Smith plays the victim's husband, by the way. All right, uh, movies opening Ooh. this weekend. Let's get into a few of these that uh, you might be. Headed out to the box office to see. <laughs> it's me every time. All right, we'll start with the one that's going to rule the box office this weekend, and that'll be John Wick, John Wick uh, Chapter 3 Parabellum. Uh, action thriller directed by Chad. Uh, Chad, God, I cannot speak today. I'm having a vowel issue. No, Chad is like totally yeah, chill. Yeah. She's actually the third John Walker. Yeah. John Walker is awesome. John. Totally Chad and I snookled the other day. In the new John Walker snookles. Uh, uh, Chad Stahelski. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Halle Berry, Ian McShane, Lawrence Fishburne, and Mark DeCascos, uh, De I sure. guess, are in it. Uh, so John Wick is forced to go on the run after a $14 million bounty is put on his head. Rated R, two hours, 11 minutes, 95% score at Rotten Tomatoes, and Ooh. Steve gives it a full-on thumbs up. I loved it, and it, I mean, if you, uh, the last movie ends, Preston, I know you're a fan. Yeah. This picks up seconds later. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, also opening this weekend, A Dog's Journey. It's a family film and is directed by Gail Mancuso. Stars Dennis Quaid, Josh Gad, Marg Hellenberger, uh, Henry Lau, Betty Gilpin, and Abby Ryder Fortson. It's about a dog who's been reincarnated and goes on a journey to watch over its owner's granddaughter. God, I love the first one. I cried my eyes out. Yeah. It's, you know... You have a dog or any pet. It just it gets you. Yeah. How many dogs do you think they kill in this movie? Uh, they, they, about 14. There's a shot I saw with them, a machine gun. Just walking. <laughs> just mowing down dogs. <laughs> it's just the one that's over now. As you pointed out yesterday, Preston, it, it shows it's inspirational because it's the dogs is on a mission to always make sure that these people in this yeah. extended family have love in their lives. And it makes you think that you're, when your dog dies, it comes back as another dog. It helps you it's people. Not dead and rotting yeah. in the ground. <laughs> All right, so... You're eating it! Uh, <laughs> the running time is an hour and 48 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes scores 63%. Not bad. Here's the next uh, one. It is The Sun is Also a Star. Not familiar with this. It's a drama, and it's directed by uh, Ree Russo-Young. Stars Yara Shahidi, uh, Charles Melton, John Leguizamo, and others. 
Uh, it's about a young couple who falls in love over one day in New York City just before heading off to college. Oh, uh, yes, okay, so she's from Blackish, okay. uh, and the other guy I've seen in a few, he might be in the Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Um, who, Charles Melton? Uh, the her, the love interest in this movie. Okay, um, so that might be, I, I don't know. Uh, an hour and 40 minutes long, uh, there's no score on it yet. Let's get to the clip. <laughs> So, playing a character responsible for keeping the world safe can have its perks. In this clip, uh, Melissa Benoist it discusses why playing Supergirl has helped her oh, grow. Oh, Melissa Benoist. Okay. All right, good. We're good. I just uh, I had to buy you some time so the clip could come over. <laughs> Didn't know that. Uh, helped her grow to become a better person. Here we go. Playing the role, I think, has definitely infused itself into my life and helped me to be a stronger, braver person than I ever have been. It's been one of the most difficult things I've ever done. Uh, definitely the most difficult job. Uh, really rewarding in that way, though. And I get to work with some really amazing people. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. Uh, season four finale, Supergirl airs Sunday. That's eight o'clock on the CW. Uh, here's the next clip for you. Ah, the next clip. Uh, so this Sunday, viewers are going to take their final journey to Westeros as Game of Thrones concludes its long-awaited eighth season here. Uh, Nicola Coster Waldo. I've never known exactly how to pronounce his name. Waldau, I think is how it is, uh, talks about his satisfaction with the show's conclusion. Here we go. When we read the, the final six scripts, I just thought, wow, they've, they've done an amazing job. They actually they, they wrapped it up. They ended the show. And it's an ending. It's, we're not going to come back. And it, you, know, you do feel proud that you're part of something like that. I like big balls. <laughs> uh, he plays Jamie Lannister. Man, have I enjoyed what they've done with that character over the years. You just, you know... You loathe him, you kind of like him, then you really like him, then you hate him, and I mean, they've just gone all over the place with him. Where is he now? Uh, well, I can't say. Okay. Yeah. How does it end? Uh, we'll find out okay. on Sunday. Game of Thrones season finale will premiere Sunday, 9 p.m. on HBO, HBO Go, and HBO Now. Faux show. The faux show. That's what I have for you this morning in the Entertainment Report. That was a lot, man. Hopefully you got something out of that. Oh, I sent you a story about a... a Batman, did you see what the what's happening there? Nope. Rob Ooh. Pattinson. Okay. You had reported a while ago that he was in consideration. It looks like he is going to be the new Batman, Preston. In what movie? Bat, uh, the Batman. Matt Reeves movie. Okay. Yeah, so it's the reboot. He'll be the youngest guy to play Batman at 33, I believe he is. Wow, okay. So, uh, and I'm I'm not mad at that. I think yeah. that has uh, that has potential. We were just talking. It was his birthday the other day. Yes, right? it was. Yeah, we were yeah, yeah. about him. All and right. you had brought, you had reported a while ago about that possibility, and it looks like it's a go. Cool. Well, that's uh, good news then for those who think it's good news. Yes. Nice job. Well, Excellent. we know somebody getting married today. Who thinks yeah, it's good news. we do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of that, that was Miss Michelle Christie who called in earlier. She was the coolest teacher of the year from North Monco Technical Career Center. We gave her a uh, coolest teacher of the year coffee mug from the President Steve Show and also a $50 whatacrockmeals.com gift card. The new school that was chosen, Nick pulled it out of our container, and it is Highland Regional High School in Blackwood, New Jersey, our first Jersey school so far this year. So if you go to school there, you have a vote to place, one vote per phone number, and we want to hear from you. Text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name, to 39333, only if you go to Highland Regional High School in Blackwood. And we'll give you the weekend to vote on that, and then Monday we'll reveal who that teacher is, and we'll draw another name. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. we got a bunch going on. Margaret Cho is going to be here this morning. Godfrey, a good friend of ours, is stopping by as well. We'll be back in a moment. Here we go. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? 
Join Nick McElwain Sunday from noon till 2 at Sprint, 2118 Cotman Avenue, Northeast Philly. Enter to win two grand to put toward a week at the Jersey Shore, tickets to the sold-out Vans Warp Tour, and custom MMR and Sprint sunglasses. Try Sprint's LTE Advanced Network, now up to two times faster than before, and the reliability you can count on. MMR's big friggin' deal. Get two general admission tickets to opening tap for Philly Beer Week on Friday, May 31st for just $46. Sample special offerings from over 60 local and national breweries and cideries. Supplies are limited. Get them now through Sunday while supplies last at WMMR.com. Keyword deal. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Tomorrow, 78 degrees, partly cloudy skies. No rain in the forecast at all. And from what I understand, too, Chuck was telling us they're debuting some new stuff at the BB&T Pavilion this year. Yeah. As far right. as there's some construction going on, they're still working on it. But one of the things he said that they have set up and should be for a great viewing experience is they've changed the screens for when you sit on the lawn. Apparently, they're more high def. Oh, nice. They're bigger. And especially when the sun is still out, uh, he said, and I don't know if he's seen it for, but he has heard that the visibility is going to be even better. Awesome. And that you should have a better uh, viewing experience or, uh, altogether. And don't they have, it is now like a uh, uh, like a cement uh, like level up at the top of the, uh, the lawn yeah, that wraps so, all the way around? So the wall at the back of the lawn, uh, you know, it was just grass going all the way up to it there. And apparently they've built some kind of a, of a, of a platform out of a concrete slate, or I guess you would call it a, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyhow, like, a, like a sidewalk. Yeah, kind and of. it goes yeah. the length of it. And so that means they'll be able to set up uh, more special events that are taking place at the back of the lawn, which means maybe another bar, another or, something bar like yeah. that, or some vendors and things along those lines, which should be pretty cool for people that are up on the lawn. Well, I'm excited about those screens because the ones that they, they've had have been okay, but not really. You don't watch them. You know, you, no. you, you're kind of looking down underneath and trying to see what's up on stage. So that's cool. Yeah. And I think that the new ones are, that's what they're specifically for, so that it, when it is sunny and daylight, you can yeah. see those They're screens. super bright and super, um, uh, what they call uh, HDR, high dynamic range. Yeah. Uh, so, so you can see everything. I will say that the last time we had weather like this, I remember uh, I, I did a, a ticket raid and somebody won tickets and they were so excited to come to the barbecue. <laughs> I was walking in. Yeah. The concert hadn't started yet. I was walking in and I saw that person in the back of a golf cart passed out. Oh, so, man. With weather like this, people like to drink. I but know. And, you know, of course, coming, yourself. coming from us. But, yeah pace yourself so that you can make it through and actually see the band. It blows my mind when you see somebody who's not like 21. You know what I mean? Somebody who's actually been through this a, a few times that is that is in the same oh, yeah. he's older. Like that. Okay, yeah, I yeah. thought you yeah. meant under 21. No, no, no. You're no, like I a just... six-year-old who's totally ripped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but like you know what? Some, yeah. it, like sometimes it it just it, it get like it's a nice day out. You're having you know you have a drink, you have another, and then there you are in the back of a golf. Well, course. therein lies <laughs> the beauty of having it in May. So we played we played we've played with the weather, and it hasn't been uh, really that consistently good over the past couple of years. That's why this is going to be so phenomenal tomorrow. Yeah. But Preston, you remember back years ago when at Y100 we'd have our event in August, Kathy. <laughs> You, that opening area where you come into uh, to the to the pavilion, that main entrance, it was set up one year. Preston, you'll remember, it was like a triage. There were like bodies, people passed out on the floor. It was like so ninety six degrees, and people were just blasted. It was horrible. But that's why I think this is the perfect synergy and the perfect time to have it. And we're the first event there, right? Uh, this, yes, yeah. yes, this is the first event of the season. Uh, I got this email I want to re- read real quick. Uh, Betty Ann Dilworth uh, sent me a message that uh, we moved away from King of Prussia to East Tennessee three years ago. 
Moved back to King of Prussia last month. God, was I homesick. I missed home big time. Well, my birthday my birthday is on the 7th. It's today, actually, hey. May 17th. And my fiance bought me tickets to the MMRBQ. And not just tickets, but we are third row center stage. And I'm so excited <laughs> to see some of my favorite bands and some of my favorite MMR personalities, Preston and Steve, to name a few. And I just want to give a big shout out to my amazing fiance, Dave Bavel. Uh, for loving me so much to move us back home and give me such a great <laughs> birthday gift as MM Barbecue tickets. So uh, we are leaving King of Prussia early to party some in the lot. Hope we run into you. Pace yourself, Beth Ann. Just Pace. Let you know. Uh-huh. Uh, she, but she writes, excited, excited, excited. So here is to your fiancé, a shart out, and we hope you have an enjoyable experience. So Pancake uh, came up with this pretty cool a uh, list of bands that have played all of the MM barbecues, and I thought it might be kind of fun to uh, to go back and reminisce a little bit, yeah, about uh, some of these bands that have uh, played. So we had the first one in 2007, and that was at the time the Tweeter Center. The Tweeter, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, I bought some TVs from Tweeter, and it's pretty funny because you know the the headliners you will definitely recognize some of the the lesser acts. <laughs> Uh, I find it interesting. Because, it's always the case. <laughs> because we had at the first MM barbecue, Chino the Chelinator. Oh, yeah, oh, I remember oh, that dude. Right, yes. yeah, he was playing. good. Uh-huh. I that do was remember that. He was on our show. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, this guy's great. Yep, and uh, and he came out and played. Uh, local band Shovel Hook. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, our buddies. They're, uh, Hold they're, brothers. They're still around. They have the Holds. Uh, the Exes. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do. Remember I do remember. Yeah, I remember um, the name. I don't remember the style of music. Flyleaf. I remember those guys. Chevelle. Chevelle, yep. Buck Cherry played uh, the MM Barbecue that first year. And then we had Fuel, Evanescence, and Velvet Revolver. I clearly remember that Velvet Revolver set. They were fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, then in 2000, why does it say 2007? There oh, were two that year. Oh, you're yeah, right. That was the only year yeah. we've done twice. And uh, I, I forget when the this second one him. was that year. We did t- the one in May, and then we did another one later in the year. But I don't remember what month it was. It was in September. Okay. I didn't remember that at all. Oh, I'm uh, glad we stopped that. New Sphere. Uh, no, I don't remember them. Seether played uh, that particular show. Then we had Silvertide, local yeah. guys. Uh, Collective Soul, Three Days Grace. Breaking Benjamin, who was red hot at the time, and uh, Live was our headliner. Uh, so I don't it, remember being at that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, then in 2008, by that time, it was the Susquehanna Bank Center. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Go with us on this journey. Uh, the bands that played were Jealousy Curve, local bands. Yeah, yeah, Sil- yeah. Silver Tide played as well. Airborne, don't remember them. Uh-huh. Ashes Divide. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ashes Divide, we got them. <laughs> Ashes Divide. Uh, then you had uh, the Hooters. Yes. Played that particular one. They were great. That um, is cool. Everclear, I remember them well. Uh, Stained had played and Stone Temple Pilots as well. And STP, actually, they were one of the, uh, the handful of bands that played on a number of occasions. Uh, did they play three times or two times? Because we have it's a list. all the way at the top, Preston. Oh, they played four times. More than any band ever. Four <laughs> times with three lead singers. MM Barbecue. Really? Yeah. It had yeah. to have been, right? It, yes, it would have had to have been. You're right. Chester Bennington was a lead Chester singer. Bennington, uh, Jeff One Goot. year. And, and Jeff Goot, the last one. And then, of course, obviously Scott. So two guys and, gone. And Scott did it with two different bands. And Preston. so has Slash. Yeah. Scott did it with Velvet Revolver. And Slash did it with Velvet Revolver and uh, Miles Kennedy. Yeah. That's right. Two Two guys, yeah. yeah. Two guys are that's gone. Ju- that's just that's that's it's, it's sad, but I'm so glad that they played the show because I have nothing but 
great memories of the last time we saw uh, so Chester backstage, and he was up and happy. It was good. I yeah. want to back up a second because Jealousy Curve is on in 2008, and they have a benefit concert coming up uh, for Michael Levy, who's the lead singer of the band, um, and he is fighting cancer. Mm. So they have an event coming up on the 24th at the TLA, so next week, and proceeds benefit uh, Michael Levy and and his efforts. And uh, you can click concerts at WMMR.com for more information and get tickets and go to that. Yeah, so this is actually going to be an event of, like, all, um, like, local bands and stuff. You know, like, so a lot of these bands that, like, open up the whole uh, MMRBQ every single yeah. year, like, they're all going to be there in support of Mike Levy. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we had 2009, and uh, Hailstorm made their first appearance at an MMRBQ. They're so great live. Uh, Duff McKagan's Loaded. They were good. Yeah. Uh, then we had Saliva. Puddle of Mud. Yes. That show. Puddle of Mud. Uh, then you had Papa Roach, The Offspring, and uh, ZZ Top, as I had mentioned earlier. They were the headliners for that particular show. Uh, I remember people, was, just, people loved it. That yeah. was the Papa Roach uh, incident where the, the door was open and <laughs> Jacoby was inviting in calendar girls. And, and they, they were, were yeah, passing. He was, sitting out, he was sitting outside on like their equipment. Was and he had scabs on his face, right? I tell you what, when those things on your face dry up, give me a call. Well, he had said to one of the calendar yeah. girls, because he had herpes sores in his face, oh, don't worry, I don't have any sores down there. I don't something. have any sores down there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a great opening line if, line. You're, if you're hitting on a girl. Don't worry, I, I don't have genital herpes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2010 was our fifth MMRBQ, and we had Automatic Fire, uh, Dive, uh, Skillet, I remember those guys. They were really nice. They surprised me, that show. They yeah. they were really good. And they're still doing pretty well. Uh, then you had Fuel, Three Days Grace, uh, Alice in Chains, who has played the MMRBQ, I believe, three times. Yep. And uh, headliners for their first appearance at MMRBQ with Stone Temple Pilots. I believe that was the year where we went, uh, the President and Steve show, from the MMRBQ over to the aquarium for the series finale of Lost. Oh, my that God. That was the year? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, that was a long day. We had to, It was. We had to leave early um, and, oh and not watch God. the MMRBQ because we had the, the finale party at the aquarium. Was that the last Sunday MMRBQ? Because we had to... Yeah. Really lobby to make yes. the MMRBQ a Saturday. Saturday. And I'm glad we did. Yeah. Yep. That was the uh, the night that uh, we were watching it, the the finale at the uh, uh, the aquarium, and Todd Harriman's wouldn't shut up during the screening of it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And you had to take him outside. He was talking. I, I, yeah. So you taught him what fur? Yeah. Yep. Bend mm-hmm. him over your knee. What fur? <laughs> Let me tell you what, what fur. fur out here, you big galoot. Oh. Uh, the sixth MMRBQ. Uh, in 2011, featured Rev Theory. A lot of these are local uh, bands that you'll hear in the earlier ones. And we listen. We uh, it's so cool that they get the shot to do that. And a lot of times, you'll see some great up and comers. Yep. Uh, Steve also that year was a thick puppy. Thick puppies. These yeah. puppies are thick. Yeah. They uh, they Matt played. Cowper veterinarian. They were great, man. <laughs> this puppy. Um, this puppy's clearly thick. Yeah. Uh, Shimon is how you spell that lead singer's first name, oh. but it isn't pronounced that way. It was Shim. Shim. I think. Yeah. With all of these bands, Preston, as you go through these lists of things, obviously there's the performance that people are familiar with, and, and then there's the backstage stuff and meeting them and the stuff that we yep. we do. Because it's, it's, I mean, even though it's obviously we're enjoying it as well, it's it's working for us. We're out and, sure. and, and we want to make sure you guys have a great time. And everybody's got their own personal, besides yeah. the performances, things that happened that day that they Sick. remember from the shows. There was Thick Puppies. Uh, Finger Eleven played, uh, then Alter Bridge, uh, Apocalyptica. Remember them? Yeah. The uh, cellos and everything. 
Um, Papa Roach also played that year. Oh, maybe that was the year. I don't. It's Might hard to keep track. Uh, then Seether and Three Doors Down had uh, closed the show. 2012 was the seventh MM barbecue. Then we had uh, Jackson's Local Shots All Stars, uh, Adelita's Way, uh, Pop Evil played. Then Hailstorm made their second appearance. And then this was the year I got up, sta- up on stage and performed with Steel Panther. Oh, yeah. What year was that? At the MM Barbecue, 2012. Wow. It was that long ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, seven years ago. <laughs> seven. Um, uh, then you had Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. That was a great performance. I agree. Yeah, because they did some GNR stuff. Yeah. And they did some uh, some uh, Slash solo stuff as well. Was that the year where, was it you, Preston, or maybe it was Chuck, uh, watched as the rack of Slash's guitars were wheeled in? Uh, I was, I remember a, a note, they call it a vault, yeah. right? his guitar vault, that said, if you effing yeah. touch any effing guitar, I will effing kill you. Right. Do not go any effing where near this. I took a picture of it. Uh, Shinedown played that year. Uh, and of course, Shine Down is back. Yes, yeah, very exciting. Uh, Godsmack uh, had wrapped it up at that particular one. Uh, then in 2013, with the eighth one, uh, Kid Felix. Wow, what a show! Kid Felix was awesome. That whole pyrotechnic thing and the tribute to America. I yeah, don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember them at all. <laughs> uh, then you had Device. Uh, Buck Cherry did their second appearance at the MM Barbecue, uh, and then we had a blast with Cheap Trick. They were great. So I, cool. I remember seeing Rick Nielsen backstage and saying hi to him. He's a nice guy. Uh, Allison Chains played and Soundgarden oh, yeah. was at the MMRBQ. Another yeah. one we lost. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yep, exactly. But Allison Chains and Soundgarden. What a what a grunge double punch right there, man. Uh, the ninth MMRBQ was 2014. Then we had uh, opening... The show, John the Conqueror, followed by Red Light King, mm-hmm. uh, Fuel played, and then that's the year we tried the Jim Brewer Band, <laughs> which I did not go out and see at all. Did you guys go see? I didn't now? get to see any nope. of Jim. Brewer's we might have been yeah. busy at, at that time. We, we did. We started doing the Blumpkin, which is where you come and get pictures with us and and hang say out. hello if yeah. you want to know where say we hello. are. It was that. Um, was that from the very first, was that from the beginning, Nick? Do you remember when we started doing the Blumpkin? Well, well, I think I we did we, that years before that. Yeah, I don't think we called it initially the Blumpkin, and then it, <laughs> it, it um, morphed into that. But we're doing it again this year, and I believe it's uh, 4 to 5 again, right? 4 to 5. Yep. 4 p.m. Yeah. to 5 p.m. So, And it's on the Walt Whitman side Correct. of the, um, whatever it's called now, the BB&T Pavilion. Correct, <laughs> we yes. We don't even know the, the name. The Tweeter Center. Well, it was still uh, Susquehanna Bank Center in the, 2014 uh, when Jim yeah. Brewer played. The Blockbuster ah! Entertainment Center. Yeah! Um, then we had, after Brewer's Band, Dropkick Murphy's played, uh, Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience. You saw a bit of that, right? Yeah. I didn't get to see any, but I heard great. it was great. You know, yeah, yeah and, I, and I really, his, his drum kit was set up backstage. It was on a, on a moving riser, and uh, it was really cool with the big gong and everything behind it. Did you it. touch it? I did not touch right. it. I should have touched it. <laughs> uh, I touched it, and it moved. Volbeat played that year, and I think that that was... They, did they only play one time, Volbeat? I think they played twice. What year are you on? 2014. I think they played one more time. I think they played that, after yeah. that, yeah. Because one of the years when Volbeat played, uh, Brent and Pierre, I think we're going to interview them, and Brent, or, or maybe it was just Pierre, but anyhow, 
Word got back to me that they were kind of rude, or at least uh, Polson yeah. was. Yes, there was a, a kerfuffle, right? There was a kerfuffle. Uh, to Pierre, and it ended up being a misunderstanding. And this is when I learned the 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 uh, the impact that, uh, like, tweets can have. Yeah, yeah. Because I just sent out a simple tweet. was like, uh, by the way, Volbeat, not really nice guys, or something like that. Yeah. And, like, it got retweeted and exploded, and people were firing back at me. And I was oh, just no, like, whoa. I, I was just like, I didn't mean to cause a big uproar. And then we ended up talking to the guitarist. Yeah, two the, days later, the right? The next week yeah. about it. And there was some misunderstanding. I, I mean, listen, sometimes people just aren't in the mood to be interviewed. And I think a couple of questions were uh, misinformation that were passed along that Pierre might have asked and the guy didn't like. And it just they kind of came off as, as stuffy and not cool. It, tensions can run high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did learn that day to... Uh, don't do that. Uh, then <laughs> Don't tweet. Rob Zombie closed out the show. Very cool. That particular one, yeah. Uh, the 10th one was in 2015. We had uh, Cold Roses, Rival Sons, who are back, right? Rival Sons. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we have, uh, it's it's bizarre because of the Rival Sons and the Glory, or is it Glorious Sons I think, I think Sons it's Glory I think it's Glory Holes. I get, I get them mixed up. Uh, yeah. It is. It's the other and one. And then the yeah. Glorious Sons. Right. Revivalists. So and the Revivalists. It's the yeah. Glorious Revival Sons. Yeah. Uh, so Rival Sons, <laughs> then uh, the Pretty Reckless, yes, and that was a year that uh, wasn't that the Taylor year Momsen, that, yeah, right? that that um, uh, Chris Cornell had passed, right? Mm-hmm. And Taylor Momsen was um, was really, or no, I'm sorry, that was 2017 because Pretty is, Reckless came back. Okay. okay, yeah, because remember he, yeah, he Chris, had just passed away, yeah, and and she sang and got really emotional. Yep. So the Pretty Reckless, and then we had Hailstorm. So we had back to back powerful female singers. Uh, then Seether, Breaking Benjamin, STP, that was the year that Chester Bennington was there. And then Slash played again with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Wow, what a what a bill that particular year, you 2015. Know, I think it was Pierre, was it? Bill himself was making the point that the artists <clears throat> love playing this show, and so you get a lot of return trips. And then they they actually um, you know sort of tell other bands of a good experience, and, and so you get this, this building process. So it's really cool. 2016 was Soraya, Red Sun Rising, Wolf Mother, uh, Collective Soul Play. They were great. Uh, 6 a.m., Nikki Six. And by the way, that was the year that 6 a.m. played the MMRBQ. Then they did a show at the Fillmore. Yeah. And then after their oh, show yeah. at the Fillmore, they went out in the parking lot yeah. and played another <laughs> show for just fans that wanted to hang out and get more. It was, I'd never heard of anything like that before. I would love to get them back or get Nikki Six back on yeah. after seeing the dirt. Yeah. We could have a whole conversation. Uh, then after 6 a.m. was Three Doors Down, Shine Down again, and uh, Disturbed have played that one. Uh, 2017 was Stolen Roads, uh, Dinosaur Pile Up, Rival Sons. There you go. There you go. Uh, Zach Sabbath. What was Zach? Sabbath? That's the that's um, Zach, Zach Wild. Was Zach Wild? That's and he's doing. He was. did some uh, Sabbath covers. That's right. Uh, Zach from uh, Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Zach, yeah. Zach, 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 Zach Attack Sabbath. <laughs> we should get them. Zach Attack Sabbath. <laughs> twenty twenty. Zach Attack Sabbath. <laughs> How would that go? Over? <laughs> I bet. Well, now that the now that the shows the shows have been canceled, he's open. Yeah. Uh, then he had the Struts with their first appearance, and that's where we fell in love with those guys. Uh, the Pretty Reckless, and that was the year that uh, that Chris had died. I mean, that was the first show that I think uh, the Pretty Reckless had played following his death. They were on the same tour together, and she was uh, just destroyed by that. I saw it was her very, very difficult. Walk backstage, and she she um, 
Jackson was there, and he's just like kind of kind of looked at her and said, "You know, like you okay?" And she just like bear hugged him and just started crying. Yeah. Uh, then we had Bush and Live, who, by the way, are doing a a, uh, a double tour uh, this year. That's the first year we had Bush Senior, and that was an incredible show. <laughs> he skydived in. He, 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 he skydived yeah. in, and then played a whole set on the harmonica. Yeah. HW. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, Great to be here. Some reason I love the band. Uh, so big fan of Wolf Mother. Then you had uh, Bush live, and then Godsmack uh, wrapped up the day. 2018, last year was in the presence of Wolves. Radke, I like those guys. So do I. Uh, Dorothy played. Uh, she's great, or they are great. Uh, then we had another band that we've become friends with, the Record Company. Uh, Jonathan Davis. I went out and watched that set. It was great. Was and it? I really am not into corn at all. Right. You're more, more like, like a carrots. squash man. Yeah, like carrots <laughs> and so on. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was, I'm going to have to rethink corn. <laughs> yeah. I That's like a, corn byproduct. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. popcorn. Tortillas and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. great nature. But in yeah. and of itself, nah. Yeah. No, actually, I love corn. Sweet corn this time of year. So, yeah. so anyway. Anyway. Was, hey. Barbecue tips. I was never into the band <laughs> corn, but I was blown away by his set. Uh, they, they were great. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots played, and last year was the year that I, that I gave uh, Dean DeLeo a shirt with Charles Nelson Riley on it. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then Ghost was one of the big ones last year. You know what, uh, Brian, our, our photographer, be here from Newark? Uh, from Course Photography, had posted a picture yesterday of a woman who was in tears watching Ghost. She was just so happy. I she love was, it. I was like, really? That's okay. Well, good. And I mean, they, if, by if the you're way, way into a band like that, they didn't phone in the stage setup. I mean, it was it was yeah. full. Ghost presentation. It was really cool. Yeah. So, uh, and then the next picture he posted was a guy in a banana suit. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I know. love ghosts. Yeah, Look at that. And, and I'm, there's, a, there's a banana right there. It's so funny that a banana would be like a human. <laughs> <laughs> that banana guy is a huge uh, corn fan. Uh, oh, that's, isn't that <laughs> No, you're yeah. looking for corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a similar show. No, I yeah. love you. Well, that's Yellow. very nice. Right. The banana loves me more. <laughs> The eggplant guy will show up tomorrow. <laughs> the banana loves me. Let's a rutabaga through. <laughs> uh, but you do have all these characters that uh, that populate the whole thing, and it's. Uh, I think. I mean, I saw Bill Weston tweet out. I'm not exactly sure, but I think this is ticket sales wise. This is a huge. Yeah. Might, might be the second biggest of all time. Yeah, and I bet yeah. it jumps up even more now that like the, the weather, weather is yeah. kind of set. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then after Ghost was Alice in Chains. And then uh, that leads us up to this year, which uh, we're very excited about. And especially for, like, you know, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. She um, was great. We interviewed her at the beginning of the week. And, uh, man, was she good. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Fozzie, too. And uh, Chris Jericho, who's just the nicest guy. I want to see the struts. My okay. My girlfriend uh, from, I guess, whenever they played two or three years ago, uh, we had such a good time watching them. She, I, I sent her a screenshot of the uh, bands, and she was like, okay, I'm coming. Yeah, my family came just specifically well, to see the struts. Because if you recall, the first time we ever had the struts on, it was the same day that we had uh, Ross Lynch from R5. R5. uh, Austin and Allie. So my kids came in to see Ross Lynch that morning, and the Struts performed. And then they liked And they became (laughs) huge fans of the Struts. So everybody came in for that one, and then 
Was Jack- that when Jackie Bam Bam mm. brought him on stage? Jackie Bam Bam brings him on stage. He's like, hey, mother effers, <laughs> are you guys effing ready to effing? And I'm like, dude, Bam Bam, like, you don't need the curse. By the way, everybody, this is Casey Boy's effing kids right here. <laughs> we got effing Casey right here with his kids. And they're so effing beautiful. Uh, yo, Seamus, what are you effing 12 years old? <laughs> no, at that point, he was nine, oh. you know? Oh my god! Uh, and and that was at MM Barbecue. That was at MM Barbecue. Yeah. Well, they you know, were... you know, the kids are going to hear f bombs at the MM Barbecue when you yeah. bring them out. So just a heads up. So for Shine Down, this is I think is is it's great to have them uh, here, obviously, because you have uh, their single. Uh, it might be the, my favorite song they've ever done. The one that we're currently playing. Get up or SOS. Get over there. Get no, S- SOS is glorious. Uh, Banana Man's. No. Hold off shotgun. Yeah, that's glorious. No. Sons. You serious? Yeah. Oh, what? I thought, you, I thought, I thought they were shined down. down. Yeah. <laughs> we're oh. really versed on all the... Uh... Uh, we play so much crap, I don't. I, I lose track up. of who... Who does Let It Be? Uh, that <laughs> we should was probably jump out of uh, Ace of Base. <laughs> Damn it, I love those guys. <laughs> Ace of Base. Sure. Uh, there's, the that new, there's a new movie coming out, Preston, where the guy is... Um, everyone on Earth forgets the Beatles. And oh, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. He, he's just... He's the only one who remembers, and he goes to the song catalog. Uh, Get Up is the song you're talking about, Steve. That's what I was. And who is this? This is Shine Down. I was right. Yeah, you were right. You were right. Nick, Nick was way Nick off. Nick was wrong. I was on. He thought they did sort off shotgun. I said snookle. Just yesterday. for that tomorrow, you got to spend all day with the banana guy. <laughs> all right. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I know you're clinging to the light. This is a great song. It's a great song. Uh, Shine Down has say more things I can repeat. <laughs> Shine Down has played three times at the MM Barbecue. I'll give you the the multiple appearances by some of these bands. The band who has played it more than any others is Stone Temple Pilots. They've played four times, 18, 15, 10, and 8. Uh, then you had Shinedown, Allison Chains, Seether, Hailstorm, and Fuel have all played three times. Uh, and then the bands who have doubled up over the years, uh, it's a lengthy list. Uh, the Struts, Evanescence, Live, Rival Sons, Pretty Reckless, uh, Disturbed, Three Doors Down, Collective Soul, Godsmack, Breaking Benjamin, Buck Cherry, Papa Roach, Three Days Grace, and Silver Tide. Which band, if laid end to end, would be the longest distance? <laughs> oh, jeez. Members wise? Yes. Yeah. That's a good question. The guy in Soundgarden's pretty tall. Yeah. No, probably the uh, probably Apocalyptica. Weren't there like a ton of people in that band? <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe. true. Yeah. yeah. What is the biggest band that's ever been out on the stage? In weight? No. <laughs> no in number weight. of players. Fat boys. Maybe? Well, that's one thing we do miss uh, that opportunity. We should have a scale backstage. Maybe yeah. Polyphonic Spree. I think they never played the RBQ. No, they didn't. you're no. right. But there's about 70 people in that, and then they invite the entire audience up on stage. Ghost probably had the most elaborate setup, right? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, uh. What the hell was that? <laughs> no. Dropkick Murphys. They they would have had the most people. You're yeah. right. La- laid them down end to end. They would right, have been okay. the biggest band ever, probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, now we have Just to a go guess. <laughs> well, hang on. How about the Jim Brewer band? How many people were in that one? I didn't see him. You know what happens, by the way, as we're we're going all over the place, and you know it's uh, going to be our extreme pleasure to meet you and say thank you for listening when you come out tomorrow. But a lot of times, like... <laughs> You'll realize the band you want to see is, has already been on and off. And you're oh, like, yeah. Damn it! Well, there there are things that we are actually doing yeah. uh, during the course of the show. So we, we are at that area we call the Blumpkin for, <laughs> you know, we hang out for an hour or so and, and meet with people. I know. The Blumpk. Uh, the Blumpkin. Uh, and then uh, then we, we have to meet with, 
listen, we can't do a lot of these events without sponsors and people who help pay for the costs that we have. So we spend a lot of time hobnobbing with those guys. There's an area that we have that uh, that we can hang out and uh, spend time and thank them and, and meet some people maybe that have been advertising for years and we haven't had a chance to meet with. Uh, and then uh, there are interviews that are going on backstage and moments that we need to be there for that. So there's actually a lot that we that we didn't then there's stage announcements and you got to kind of go and and be on hold for a little while where you're waiting for the band to be ready for you to come out and do the stage announcement and so forth. So we've all got our uh, work to do. Nobody more so than Eric Simon and our promotions department. Those guys are working all over the place during the MMR. I can't show. believe the amount of work. I mean, obviously he does the camp out for hunger and he and, and Todd and the whole staff does. A ton of work, but the barbecue is a wholly different animal. I had to text Eric yesterday, and I felt bad for like yeah. doing anything to it right, to, right. to distract him. And there's a couple of uh, of broadcast elements to the show as well. So Rodney and engineering, they're all involved. You think we'll see Lush? Lush is usually there recording. I hope so. Yeah. Steve yeah. Lushbaugh, who's worked at MMR longer than anybody here, uh, and he usually comes and helps out with the uh, the recording of the interviews and so forth that go on backstage. Uh, here, I know this is a totally difficult question, but I'll throw it at you. What the hell? What is uh, your single greatest memory from all of the barbecues? Uh, Anything stand out? Probably playing with Steel Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because be. <laughs> I actually got to perform in front of that audience. Yeah, and that was that was probably my most favorite moment. I think it was a lot of fun. You guys, do you have anything that stands I, out? God, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think if there's one. I, I I can't top that. I mean, you were on stage. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I think uh, when Marissa tripped and fell last year, <laughs> she tripped. Oh, on stage. You caught her. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Did we get that on video? I don't think so. Did she stage, stage dive one year, Marissa, yeah, with Jackson? Yeah, she did. Yeah, Wait she, a minute. They Hold jumped out in the audience, right? Yeah, yep. Jackson and I, um, early, like 2008, 2009, I saw him yesterday. I've been asking him every year since to do it again. Now he keeps getting older and he won't do it, but... So why don't you do it? Well, I'm not going to do it by myself. Oh, do okay. it. It's not as fun. We'll throw you off the stage. Man, I've never had the balls to do that. Oh, do it, right? to be, it would have to be a... Densely thick crowd. Yes, of bodybuilders. Of body- <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what, though? You're the lightest you've ever been. Yeah. It's true. So you could put Girl Scouts down there, and they'd be fine with it. Yeah, yeah. The scariest part is getting from the stage past the little empty space where the security guards stand yeah, yeah. to the crowd. Yeah, you got to get over the barricade. There's, a, there's, a, there's a gap <laughs> because there's security there. So, yeah. you know. And they'll tase your ass. No. Let's do it. Want to do it? I'm not going to do it. No, we're going to watch you do it. Yeah, I we're think watch you, you should do it. Do it. Oh, yes. I totally will. Um, uh, unless I wear a dress. Here's the deal. No, don't wear a dress. <laughs> no, just you'll come home shorts. pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> bring By a way, pair of shorts with you. Marissa, who, if, if, if she's leaving for Europe for a month, yeah. um, will uh, pack two hours before she goes on yeah. the flight. Uh-huh. Uh, I got a uh, text from her last week. She was out shopping for stuff to wear for the uh, for the MMR. <laughs> she video. wanted to make yeah, sure yeah. you guys didn't show up wearing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, last week I was just kind of browsing. I was yeah. really shopping yesterday, and I'm going to do it tonight well, and maybe tomorrow morning. What was the year you showed up looking like uh, Django Unchained? The uh, yeah, the, your, uh, it was last year. That was, was last that, year. Yeah, it was yeah, very cool. The, it was cool. The, the, no, yeah. she, she was, you had the Billy Jack hat. No, that's very uh, Billy uh, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. No hat this year. Gotta keep, anything else you want to critique? No, 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 it's all no, good. No. You look good. You look stylish. I didn't say the hat was bad. Oh, okay. No. no. I get really nervous. I mean, because we always take a really cool picture that, like, it, this year was on the back of the calendar. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that picture lives on for a little that while. That's a good so one. That's cool. a sexy picture. You, you guys look good. always look really handsome. Kathy, too. did you pick yeah. out your outfit yet? Or buy it yet? No, I listen. No. Something no, very I, manly. Yeah. Why? No, because last year you said you looked like, my like dad. a man. Hi, Kathy Romano. No, listen. Is this Will Call? 
I've been I've been so busy and stressed. I I don't have to, this. this oh, do you want to go to TJ Maxx with me? No, today? I, listen. I'm wear, I literally I'm wearing a t-shirt. But you, you getting your hair did? Uh, well, I have to. Yeah, for the next day because the next day is my best friend's bridal shower. So oh. you're kind of I'm kind of prepping. Yeah, I've been thinking about what to wear, and with this weather forecast, it's going to be definitely short oh. shorts weather. So nice um, now. Yeah, got to consider I'm, that. I think I'm wearing a, a summer dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's okay. what I'm going to. I did get my toenails done. Uh, because of uh, tomorrow, you gonna you got, rock out? Wait, yeah. you got what? My toenails. I got, we got a pedicure. Okay, are they colored? Are they colored? Yeah, they're blue. Rock okay. and roll. <laughs> <laughs> what about a Game of Thrones T-shirt, Preston? Yeah, or is do that, that too passe? Mm, no, that's not a bad idea. How Stark might be in order for the uh, for the MMR because after Sunday. I don't know if you want to wear them as much. I uh, I don't know. I'll I don't know if it wear. matters or not. No, I'll, I'll still wear them. I'm still tried and true Westorian. Did you guys know? I don't think I ever told you guys this. Uh, last year, I played I bass for uh, Ghost. Did you know that? You what couldn't tell because, it, well, never mind. You stepped all over my punchline. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, finish the mask. joke. Finish the joke. I want to find out what we missed. Uh, he was in a mask. He played, oh. he played, he played bass for Ghost. Okay. And he never told us about it. Because, <laughs> that was, that uh, was great. Know. You know what, Kat? <laughs> no, that, no, really. I, I, I feel I've robbed us. Of a golden moment. Oh, dear Lord. I don't necessarily think it was a bad joke. I just, you know, Steve jumped in with a punchline, which you're supposed to do. Oh, no. You're supposed to Not do. when something like that's in the queue. <laughs> in the queue. Yeah. Um, all right, anyhow, MMRBQ is tomorrow. The What's weather, happening? The weather looks phenomenal. I'm wrapping it up. He's wrapping it up, so shut your hole. Uh, so that is... Someone's upset about their joke. Hopefully you can join us. If you don't have tickets, some do remain, and the weather's going to be exemplary. So we are looking forward to seeing you and for the event. Uh, so tomorrow, I can't believe it's tomorrow. We're going to take a break. Um, let's give away some movie passes because we got this screening coming up at the Hot Zone. It's on uh, Tuesday. And it will be at the Ritz of the Boars, 215-263-WMMR at uh, 7 o'clock. So you need to be there by 6.30 or so. Casey's hosting it, and it does include complimentary popcorn and soda. So let's take five callers, 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget that The Hot Zone is a three-night limited series inspired by true events surrounding the origins of Ebola and its arrival on U.S. soil in 1989. And it uh, premieres May 27th on National Geographic. Got all that out there. We're going to come back, and i got some bizarre file stories. We'll have those next. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you to God, Charles Turkey Bacon. They've been serving up food for us and our in-studio guests this morning. Uh, don't forget, they have uh, 80% less fat than most pork bacon. It's gluten-free, never any MSG. Gotchels makes it easy to eat healthier and lighter. You can get recipes, gotchels.com. I got a six-pack of coupons good for six full-size packages of Gotchels Turkey Bacon. We'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll take care of you uh, quickly. A couple of things to point out on PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, the all the bands we did the the list of the bands that play the MMRBQ over the years. All that information is up on uh, PrestonandSteve.com. We also have the set list times for all the bands performing this year. If you need to know what time certain bands are playing, that information is available as well as all the info about you know location. If you need to know where to park and stuff, and that's all right there as well. I assume that it is. It's well, unusual. what the hell? So anyhow, you can go to WMMR.com, PrestonandSteve.com. Right, Marissa? She just give me a blank look, so. I Say what? I was listening to something else. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just saying that all the, the MMRBQ info 
if you need to know the set time list and uh, like where to park and stuff like that, that's on our website. Absolutely. Of course <laughs> it Yes, is. it all is. Make, make it like a, a treasure hunt. Go looking for it. Sure. You it's know. all right on the WMR page. If you go to WMR.com, the head big picture is, w, is the MMRBQ. It's all right there. And also, Marissa, where I understand the entire episode of the Preston and Steve show on Clashroom on Fox 29 is now available too, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, we posted it right on PrestonandSteve.com so you can uh, see it. And plus some really funny GIFs that uh, the Fox oh. people put together. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you saw those. They're, they're funny. So that is available. So take a look. Uh, real quick, a, <laughs> uh, a plug for something going on in my neck of the woods in Harleysville. Uh, the Harleysville JC's County Fair Days coming up next week. And that raises money. Uh, for uh, charities in my local community. So I just wanted to hit that. It's Wednesday the 22nd through Saturday the 25th. A gazillion people come out for this. It's a really, really cool fair. It's a big, okay, rides and stuff? Yeah, rides, fireworks, displays, the whole thing. And they have, you know, you can buy bracelets that'll let you ride a a ton of rides and stuff. Cool. And they have great food and everything. So it's at the Harleysville Community Center. Just a heads up, that is coming up next week, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. So if you're in and around that area, Lansdale or, you know, Perky Elman, wherever it may be, uh, come out and uh, and be a part of this uh, party because it's a really good time. And those, uh, the JCs do a really um, uh, they do great work, so I wanted to give that a plug. All right, we have to do the bizarre file case. If you could set yep. that up for me, here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. Brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville, with everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information. French Creek Outfitters. I take a chance with anybody else. An Oregon City man was sentenced last week to 30 days in jail after he was captured on video surveillance breaking into his neighbor's home and stealing her underwear Yeah, from her bedroom. That's uh, fun. Ronald Reed Caldico uh, was convicted on one count of first-degree burglary and a third-degree theft. Lou, uh, are you wearing my wife's underwear? Uh, mm-hmm. Caldico uh, found out that his neighbor was out of town. Video surveillance caught him going in and out of the neighbor's house without permission. When the neighbor returned, she was told that Caldico had entered her home. So she called police. They initially arrested him on account of criminal trespass, but they investigated further, and they found there was underwear missing from the bedroom. You know with your neighbors, they get upset when you enter their homes without their knowledge, correct? Yeah, especially when you're... Stealing their underwear. Uh, He was charged with burglary and theft. Those are women's (laughs) underpants. You You think it was for sniffing purposes or for wearing purposes? I'm looking at a picture. This guy was wearing those panties, (laughs) man. Telling you. There you go. It's easy to make the call. How about this? A high school principal, vice principal, and senior advisor are all suspended from a district in North Cumberland County, PA, because of a high school prank gone wrong. Seniors at uh, Shikalami High School. Shikalami? Uh, or Shikalami. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Oh, you said it right the first time. Uh, Shikalami? Okay. Yeah, there's a uh, rock named after it, the Shikalami Schist. Okay. Oh, and it sounds awesome. The school unleashed uh, somebody, or seniors, unleashed a dozen chickens inside the school. This is where it became incredibly unfunny. <laughs> and it uh, it didn't turn out well. Gene Simmons is not this a fan is of it. This serious. Yeah. The they se- destroyed the school, too. Yeah. Chickens? In addition to the, no, in addition to the do not chickens, blame the chickens. The kids, like they trashed it. Yeah, well, there's so the issue. Here's the deal: the prank is. Go been on. A, it's been a tradition 
for nearly 40 years, but never before has the prank resulted in the suspension of three high school administrators. Were chickens hurt? Uh, no, chickens weren't hurt. Right. Uh, but flipped desks, toilet papered hallways. Well, that's vandal. That's straight up vandalism. But, they, but they're saying that the administration had to approve it, right? Yes. Is that, so that's I, the problem. I, I, yeah, so there were a dozen chickens left in a classroom overnight. So there These were shikalemi chickens? Uh, yes, they were. Yes, I, I guess so. Shikalemi chickens. Yes. And the superintendent says 16 seniors at the high school are responsible. It was supposed to be part of a school prank, which was supervised by the school's senior advisor, but the superintendent says it got out of hand. Who signs off on vandalism? Uh, there was toilet paper. Well, that, that part, I think it's just the chickens. The chickens signed off? That, are, that they're okay with. But the school prank involved, uh, they said there was toilet paper, Vaseline on the handles of doors, and they said there were chickens. There were chickens. Yeah, so students have mixed emotions about the prank. On one hand, it was supposed to be funny. On the other hand, it did cause quite a mess. Superintendent is now in charge of the high school. The students responsible were tasked with cleaning the mess. Uh, 16 of those responsible are going to have to come in two hours early every day until graduation to do extra cleaning around the school and community. I will accept no less than the death penalty. Thank you. <laughs> Service as well. I don't remember having a senior prank when I was in high school. You didn't do senior pranks? Uh, we did. I don't yeah. remember doing that, but doesn't it kind of take away from it when the administrators have to approve it? Yeah. And when you have permission. Yeah. The whole idea is that you're doing something like one of the classics that pops up all the time is the crickets. Yeah. You know, they bring in crickets and they, they're chirping for like the better part of a month and yeah. they're trying to get rid of them. <laughs> uh, but chicken Chickens, no. Yeah. But crickets, yes. Chickens, no. We'll stay on chickens for a moment. Chickens? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Gene Simmons gets passionate about chickens. You know it. Uh, sometime uh, between last Wednesday and Thursday morning, a giant blow-up chicken was deflated on the ground and stolen in front of the Granite Bay Tack Pet and Feed Operation. Who does such a thing? Yeah. Dee uh, Dee Lyman, whose family owns and operates, says she does have a big blower that's attached to her. She does. I've seen it. And all of the cord was taken, and then all of the tie downs. Quite a big blower on you. Were cut. The cleverly cleverly named chicken, known as Princess Layer, <laughs> uh, was custom ordered. That's not funny. <laughs> it mocks what a chicken does naturally. What a chicken does to provide us with the necessary eggs. Uh. <laughs> Mock the chicken, you mock me. Uh, so, <laughs> it would have taken some planning to haul off all 150 pounds of what normally sits proudly at 25 feet tall. So, um, when uh, when the MMR pig was deflated, how much did that weigh? I, I don't remember. Oh, it was a pain in the ass to move. Right. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're big deflated, those suckers. Uh, so this spring season, the chicken... There was no o- spring chicken. That's right. I, told me, I was hoping you were going to do that. I had to. The spring season, the chicken had only been... <laughs> this is no spring chicken. Had only been up about 30 days before she disappeared. Uh, everyone's on the lookout as it's uh, becoming near graduation season. We've come to understand that pranks can be pulled, Lyman said. Ah. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, this is it deflating? Okay. That's her big blower. Yeah. Uh, however, it's unknown if. Uh, that's, a, that's a seven minute queef. <laughs> if. <laughs> you don't hear those a lot. Well, it's a 25 foot tall chicken. Absolutely. Uh, however, you don't hear those all. <laughs> Well, I've been with over 20,000. You have. Isn't that the deal? Yeah, you've heard them. Yeah. You've heard it all. I've heard it all. Yeah. Been there, done that. Cluck, cluck. (laughs) Wasn't that a Marilyn Monroe movie? Seven Minute Queef? Seven Minute Queef. (laughs) Seven Year Itch. Oh, Seven Year Queef. Yeah. 
however, it's unknown if this was a result of a high school shenanigan or a bird brain professional bandits. Did you do a prank in school? High school? Yeah, they did. Um, I think they... It might not have been the year I was there, but I had heard somebody took a, the... Um, it was essentially the shell of a VW bug... And uh, they rolled it up onto the roof of All the. Right. Uh, of That's the, a classic yeah, prank. Car like that. on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it didn't have the engine. Seven in it. minute it was queef. A little lighter. It was easier to get up. Yeah, if you could pull off the seven minute queef, and congratulations, you've really gone above and beyond. Today's morning announcement is a seven minute queef. <laughs> yucca, yucca, yucca. <laughs> Are you listening, kids? <laughs> Trying to dissuade you from doing chicken things. <laughs> As for now, the $3,500 chicken is gone. Just 3500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's why they're upset about it. All right, there you go. We're just going to kill it right there. That's what we're going to have. Kill that chicken. Oh, yeah, kill that chicken. Uh, we are getting set for the Preston and Steve, I believe, for Preston and Steve blood drive. Uh, and I'll get you the full details on that in a moment. Uh, but in the meantime, we need to, there's a sense of urgency. Yes, there is. Uh, about getting signed up for that. So we would like to welcome. Uh, the external communications manager of the Red Cross and friend of ours, Elena Muggers. Thank you for having me. Awesome to see you, Elena. Great. Thanks so much. Uh, no problem. So, yes, uh, first of all, the, the blood drive uh, is coming up on June 15th, uh, and we're going to reveal the um, uh, the shirt details because everybody who gets signed up gets a uh, Preston and T-shirt Yes, uh, for their efforts. But Elena, last year, and unbeknownst to us until just like a month or two ago, how close did we come to the record for the largest blood drive in the United States? 12 donations. We were, tw- we were down by 12 donations. Honestly, we didn't even know we could have taken first place with, a, as you said, Preston, we could have gone up into the casino I and done dragged that. people against their will down. No, I wouldn't have done that. But <laughs> No, I would, have, I would have literally gone up into the casino and started talking to people and letting them know we are this close to a world, a, a, a national record. Can you come help us out? And we have, Maybe we would have done it. You there, Grandma, with a cup of quarters. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but... Now we can. Do, now that we know this, armed with this knowledge, uh, we can put a little effort into stressing that, and maybe we can break a record. It'd be pretty cool. We usually don't try to go for that type of thing or put numbers or, or we we have a goal or we want to hit this. But you know what? With charity, everybody wins. But yeah. we want to win more and kill the competition. No, but if we got that close, why not try and and go for the whole thing? Unbel- yes. Yeah. Now that we I, we're well within doing that, and that's why honestly part of the deal as you said at the onset of all this Preston is reviewing things that might keep you from me being able to donate on the day. So yeah. go to that list yeah. if you're making an appointment because we're really going to look to optimize the yield that day because we want to crush the competition. Elena, Elena, what are some of the things that, and, and there's there's a reason why we have to stress the urgency here in a moment. We'll get to that in just a second. But what are some of the reasons why people might show up and are not able to donate? So if they have traveled outside of the United States, go to redcrossblood.org. There's also a number um, on there. If you can't find the information you're looking for under eligibility, you can call an eligibility specialist. And uh, they can talk you through, like, where you've been, how long you were there. There's a a thousand different restrictions based on where you've been and when you were there. Um, If you've gotten a tattoo in Pennsylvania in the last year, you have to wait 12 months. Okay. Um, if you've gotten a tattoo in New Jersey, you can come the next day and give blood. Okay. And, That's cray-cray, as the kids say. <laughs> is, what is that it? because is it New because... Jersey is cleaner than Pennsylvania? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. It's because... Um... There's certain guidelines they have <laughs> yes. to follow in New Jersey, yes. 
Uh, Pennsylvania is actually one of a few states that doesn't regulate the tattoo industry. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only a, there's loose there's only seven. Yeah. There's only seven states that don't regulate it. All right, so besides tattoos, how about medications? Most medications, believe it or not, you you can donate blood w- with medication. There is a list um, on redcrossblood.org, but medication is not necessarily a reason that you can't donate. It's also important you're feeling relatively good that day. If right. you have a fever, you'll be deferred. So if you have a cold, don't give blood that day. One year I was I was lightheaded, and uh, you guys said, well, you shouldn't do it then. And yep. it was just that particular morning, and, I'm, and I don't mind donating blood at all, and so I didn't do it. But, well, they give uh, you a quick check and see, like, if your iron level's low and yep. stuff like that, that'll right. keep you from doing it. There are a couple things you can put in place. We understand that you want to come down, and we, we appreciate the effort. But, again, we're looking to maximize the yield. So just give a quick look on that list, and we'd really appreciate you Coming in ready to bleed. Two questions I get every year. Um, one, actually, one year happened to me. I had Lyme disease, uh, so I was not able to donate that year, but I, I think I was able to the, a year later. Do you know about Lyme disease? Yeah, I believe it's a year okay. waiting period after you're completely um, don't have Lyme anymore. Right. Delimed. Okay. And uh, the, the second question we get a lot is uh, if you're pregnant, can you donate? Uh, no, you cannot donate if you're pregnant. You should wait four months to donate um, after you've given birth. Okay. All right. And all and, this information's on the website. It is. And then, Elena, you are are stressing donors of a certain blood type as well, right? Right. So every day we need donors of all blood types to make sure that patients have uh, access to the blood they need. But right now and throughout the summer, we're going to have a critical shortage of type O. So that's O positive and O negative. It's critical for emergency rooms. It's what's used most um, in all trauma cases. So if you're type O and you're on the fence about donating, um, hopefully this will be the little extra push for you to come out and give at the I Bleed for Preston and Steve drive. So we could definitely looking for that. What is the one that the, you know, it's, I always forget my blood type. I used to know it, but, and, but regardless of that, there is, which blood is, is sort of applicable to everyone? So that's um, O negative. O negative. Anyone can uh, receive O negative blood. It can okay. be transfused to people of any blood type, but only about 7% of the people in the U.S. have O negative blood. Okay, which makes so it it's, obviously it's rare and uh, in high demand. Yeah. The only reason that I remember, uh, that I'm able to remember that I'm A positive, is the only A plus I've ever had in my yeah. entire life. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably right there with you. So that's why that's the only reason yeah. I remember it. If but there was an F blood type, I would know it. You yeah. can find out your blood type when you when you donate your blood Absolutely, as well. you yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. Um, you will, you can, if you go on our, we actually have an app. Uh, you can download it from any app store. It's the Red Cross um, Blood Donor app. So and my information would be in there. It would be in there. All right, so I can just go get it. I'll go, I'll do that then. Yeah. So you'll cool. get your blood type in there, and you'll also after your donation, you'll find out uh, where your blood was uh, sent to, what hospital. That's no an amazing kidding. thing. Yeah. That's so okay. cool. All right, and yeah. you know, you know, and and there's a calculation that you guys put out about you know what what how many people your your blood can go to save you know a pint or whatever. It's just astonishing. Yes, yeah, so um, every pint um, can save up to three people. So you are actually benefiting three patients right now. With our the way our um, inventory is, the blood will likely stay in our region. Or if you have um, you know a rarer blood type, it could be sent somewhere else in the U.S. that for a patient that needs it. Wow. Okay. So call one eight hundred Red Cross, and then do you just say I want to go to the Preston and Steve blood drive? That's right. That's I bleed for Preston and Steve. Yep. Um, or in, if you go on on the website, you can go to uh, WMMR as well. Um, if you type in WMMR on RedCrossBlood.org, it'll take you right to our um, page. Somebody asked if they can if they're receiving chemotherapy, can they donate? Uh, no. Okay, so these are things you need to look at ahead right, of time. Absolutely. Okay, so some medications, mm-hmm. yes, indeed, but it, it might be worth checking out just in case you happen to be that person. Let's debut the theme of our T-shirt oh, this yeah. year. Okay. 
This was a collaborative effort every year. For those who donate, we have a free Preston and Steve T-shirt that we give away. And uh, I'm delighted by this design, and uh, we are excited to say, even if you like the show or not, you're going to love the shirt. It's the Preston and Steve Game of Thrones shirt. And it is in, it's a black t-shirt. The the font is the Game of Thrones font, and below it, instead of winter is coming, it says, stupid is coming. <laughs> and it's Preston and Steve, stupid is coming, and I really like how this shirt rolled out. It looks great. I love my uh, my super duper S. Yeah, it goes all the way across the top of your name, and, and my O has the, uh, the, the lines that go down it like the uh, in Game of Thrones, so... Uh, this is the new shirt, and uh, Marissa, will people be able to see that now? All right, via PrestonandSteve.com, and we'll post it on social as well so was, you can get a look at it. Was this a Nick Murphy riff? Uh, it was my idea. Yeah. Uh, but Nick Murphy did the uh, did the work on it. Very yeah. nice. Absolutely. So thank you to him for the, the design. So uh, we're excited to do it once again, and this time around we're at Oaks instead of, there was a scheduling thing, so, yes. you know, we've had a great relationship on a wonderful location at uh, Valley Forge Casino and Resort. Uh, but uh, so so we're moving it back to our old home, which is at the uh, um, the convention center at Oaks, and uh, so we know what to expect because we've been there and we've done it for absolutely. years. Absolutely, and we'll just have to flag people down in four twenty two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, Elena. Thanks for everything, and we'll see you on the fifteenth. Sounds great. Thank Don't you. Don't forget that is in. Thank you, Elena. It is June 15th, uh, 1-800-RED-CROSS, call the number. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. We have uh, Godfrey, who's going to be here shortly. Uh, We'll be performing at um, Punchline uh, through the weekend. You know what? Let me give away another six-pack of uh, Gottschall's Turkey Bacon. Call number 8-215-263-WMMR. Real wood smoked turkey bacon made in facilities powered by 4,000 solar panels. Visit Gottschall's.com. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. Our next guest is indeed here, and he will be performing at Punchline Philly uh, tonight, tomorrow, and there's a Sunday show. Whoa! Yes. So he's back in our studio. That's God. Yeah. Yeah. You have to bark with a crowd. Yeah, you sure. <laughs> Did Arsenio teach us nothing but that? I know. <laughs> How you doing, man? What's up? I'm great. Good you got to gotta do the bent <laughs> hand. <laughs> the dog pound. That, well, didn't that come from the Cleveland Browns, though? Didn't they have that from... They did. Yeah, yeah the you're right. Cle- and Arsenio's from Cleveland. Yep. Yeah, it stands to reason. And now we're at that. <laughs> is, is he going to be in the new Coming to America? Why, well, he better be. He better be, that right? best friend. Yeah, that was one of his best roles. Yeah, he killed it. Where are you from, speaking of where? Originally, Chicago. Oh. town And at what point... How long did you live there? Most of your life? Or? Yeah, most of my life. Okay. Then, I've been in New York like 18 I'm, years. Dude. Were you in Lincoln, Nebraska for a while? I was born there. My father was in school there, so then I came out there as a baby, <laughs> and then we left, <laughs> and I grew up in Chicago. I love Chicago. I haven't yeah. been there in a long time. Here's but... what's funny is I'm going to Omaha next week. They're funny, born in Omaha, and I've never been to Nebraska like as a grown-up, right. and so I'm doing... Um, show out there, so I'm going to be like, oh, I need to go to Lincoln where I was born. 
Just yeah. to see. Yeah. Sure. Well, I just came by to just, just her memories. <laughs> they probably don't even have that accent anymore. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I haven't been here in a long time. Just want to see where I grew up. I have yeah. a bad memory in Nebraska because years and years and years ago when I was doing stand-up, right. and I bring it up all the time because it just drives me crazy, yeah. Yeah. I got a speeding ticket for going 67 in a 65-mile-an-hour oh, zone. they were bored. I, well, was maybe? I had a rental car, <laughs> and they saw the license plate, and they just pick you off right and left. This, the comedian I was with told me that that's the deal. They look for the, they could tell it's a rental a rental plate on the car. What? And they pull me over. They, I'm well, not going to go back and forth. 67, that's not even. That's ah, criminal. Yeah, it is criminal. I was set up. That's the bad memory of Nebraska. Bad memory yeah. of Nebraska. Yeah, Lincoln is not on my visit. It's not on my bucket list. <laughs> I know it's not on my, but I'm going to go there. Try to find a place where I was born, maybe, like. <laughs> St. Elizabeth's Hospital was where I was born. My father went to a school that's defunct now. Yeah. Do you, do, you, see do, you get, do you get those points in time where you start getting a little nostalgic and you want to put yeah, together? Chicago, the, it is, is nostalgic. That's Big nostalgic time. When for I come you. back to Chicago, I'm like, I go by my high school because my high school's across the street from WGN. Ah. I went to Lane Tech High School. 5,000 kids, by the way. Oh, Shout wow. Hell, wow. <laughs> yeah, 5,000 kids. Uh, my graduating class was 1,100. We were in a football stadium. We have a football stadium. Oh, it's amazing. We yeah. have and and what's this? Kerry Woods. We have a Kerry oh, Woods yeah. baseball stadium. Did he go there? Or, or did no, he just name the It's named the stadium because he gave money to our. My school is massive. It's awesome. And Wrigley Field is like 15 minutes away. Wow. Yeah, I have. It's awesome. Good memories. Yeah. 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 Northsider, Chicago. Did you Florida. ever try out for the uh, for the uh, the uh, improv there? The uh, the nah, second, no. second, and, uh, second city. Yeah. I, no? I, I perform there. Do stand up there at Up Comedy Club. I'll be there in June, but they have no, a great never, comedy scene. I used to go see Chris Farley. Like, <sighs> I used to go see Farley because my friend gave me a job there. I need a job, and she was like, "You want a job in the summer?" I was like, "Yeah, you gonna like wash dishes and you get to watch free improv." <laughs> and I and I would just see Chris Farley and say, "Who's that dude? Like that slams his face on the table. That dude's hilarious." Yeah, no, I used to watch. Yeah, Tim Meadows, Farley. I used to watch them like. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good job. So, wh- yeah, and that's when I met Bernie Mac, too. <laughs> there you oh, go. Yeah. No kidding. It man. was crazy. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, I went to Chicago. I missed that guy. Yeah. 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 I went to Chicago for one weekend, and I only wanted to see three things. Uh, I wanted to see the little bean. You know, the metallic bean that everybody oh, takes oh. their picture in? Okay. I, when he said little bean, <laughs> yeah. I thought something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the yeah. little bean. I, uh, the mystery <laughs> hen. The you, little bean. We got them here, too. Okay. Yeah, I hey, wanted to Chicago to go, hey, guys, do you have a bean? <laughs> I that wanted, would be Boston, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see Second City, which I did. Which is right. The most important thing I wanted to see what? and I wanted to witness was the, no, the Wiener Circle. Yes, where they get yelled at you. Yes, right there in Clark. That's my that's my town side of town. And I grew okay. up. I paid the extra twenty bucks yeah. for the chocolate shake. Did you get yelled at? Yes. Yeah. So awesome. explain oh the deal. Awesome. There's these women that just yeah they snap you. on you. Yeah, yeah. And like the you best. dummy. Order your food, but it's worse than that. <laughs> Way worse than that. Yeah, yeah. Things that you can't say on the radio. Well, tell them what the chocolate shake is if you don't. <laughs> so for tw- so the guy in front of me ordered a chocolate shake. She's like, "You got your twenty dollars." He's like, "No," and then she goes, "Well, why the f did you order a chocolate shake?" P lips. What? Oh, wow. So I said, fill in the blanks, so, guys. So I ordered the chocolate shake. I gave her the $20. And what it is, is they flash the lights up and down. And the woman behind the counter lifts up her shirt and then jumps up and down. Because I knew a stripper named chocolate shake, but I don't think it was her. <laughs> 
That's, that's awesome. Memories, uh, right? Chicago. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's awesome. Chicago's a great city, man. It really it's, is. It's cool. We're looking at some of the stuff you have coming up, but I don't know if this is still on the, the docket here. Hmm. But you're, there's a movie coming out where you play a DJ, Rapid Eye Movement. Oh, what? is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the dude from the... I forgot this French guy. I'm playing in a, a rival DJ. That, if, I guess coming because you know you'll do a film. You don't know when it's coming out. Yeah. It may not. It may you just shoot and go home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, get I paid. Mean, yeah, yeah, I shot like two indie films last year. I don't know. I don't. I just shot one where it's all Pakistani, and I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> Yes. Do you speak you were in Pakistani? Pakistani? <laughs> no, I was just kidding. But they, <laughs> how did you end up in a Pakistani movie? Well, he was hold kidding. On. He said. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! What are you doing in a Pakistani movie? <laughs> God, they we're not cool with discovery. This. I heard you were in a Pakistani yeah. movie, man. What's going on here? He was so Oh hey man, no more Pakistani movies, man. It just got real. It just got real. One man in a Pakistani movie. From the director of nothing, pretty much. Uh, no, I... I it's a, all a Pakistani-American movie where I play the love interest of one of the Pakistani girls. I'm like a Muslim that owns a, a bodega in Queens, and I end up... Yeah, it's like, wow. it's like a romantic comedy, but it's Pakistani-Americans. Oh, you know, okay. But one girl is like from Pakistan. She comes to visit, and I end up marrying her as a Muslim American. And they're like, you know, they they feel a little like, don't marry it. He's the black. Don't be careful. I'm do. I'm sorry. I'm doing the accent. It's accurate. It's incredible. Don't be careful. I don't know if you. And I'm like, listen, man. I would love to marry your daughter. I don't know why I'm using this '80s Eddie Murphy voice, but I think your daughter's cute, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Muslim man. I own a bodega, man. Yeah, that's and cool. Your daughter. I'm just kidding. It's not <laughs> coming to Pakistan. <laughs> Circa 1975. <laughs> so when you do, it's, it looks yeah. like you, you know, a fair amount of movie work. Yeah, I mean, yeah and you, I, you've been in a number of films. Yes, at Zoo, the first Zoolander, the good one. Wait, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, in the scene, to, to remind people of the scene, Owen oh, Wilson this, and Ben Stiller. Okay, Owen, but this is an old movie. Yeah. But it's still a cult classic. Um, when um, they were trying to get into balls modeling, they said, we need a disguise. And then Ben Stiller turns to a black dude. It's me. Yeah. And Owen Wilson turns to the Indian dude. It was this old, the Indian dude I was with. <laughs> and we just go in in our janitorial suits and whatever. Can you That's get- me! <laughs> there it is. And you're That's my the- blue steel face. You're giving the blue <laughs> steel look. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when I had weird hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the little chop side for help. All right, yeah. I think hey. you were bald last time you came by. Well, yeah. I have shaved head down. And yeah, I yeah, and now cool. you've got this uh, cool... You look really stylish. Top Ooh, up there. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, looks like that takes a lot of work to maintain. Yeah, that. well, when you're in a Pakistani film. Do you get excited being on a set, or is it is it work? Uh, it's cool. It depends, man. A lot of times, I don't care what film you're on, it's always like, hurry up and wait. You're right. just waiting. And a lot of times, even... Because I would love to be in a Marvel film, I tell you. But Dude, I, you'd be, I, we talked about this last time. You'd be great. I, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they I play a Pakistani w- hero. <laughs> would it be great if, if the end, I don't want to give away the ending, but if, if, if like an Endgame you show, I mean, you, you could fit into that group. I, yeah, like, there's some there's some people that don't need to be superheroes. I'm like, yeah, sit down. Think about what is that? Yeah. I don't believe your powers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, but it's like even in when they shoot that, 
you know, when you're shooting films, there's kind of like a, it's kind of a silliness to it. Because, you know, when you have like a power, right, you like throwing fire. You're not really throwing fire. You got to literally act go. <laughs> think, think about if people actually saw movies without the effects. Yeah. No one would go. Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> they, they, like, they really. not flying. <laughs> They release footage all the time of them, you know. But now, not only is it they're they're not flying, obviously, but the entire set, the entire environment is rendered on a soundstage. Things that you could actually go to, like a city street. Yeah, they even just do that in on a soundstage. Yeah, so it's almost like really phony. And once they put it together, like wow! But you didn't feel any of that. Yeah, like as an actor. But here's what's funny. Speaking of Marvel, since we're on that, you're gonna be really surprised. Uh, you know about Stan Lee's abuse. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the elder of you. Yeah. the guy. Yeah. yeah. I know the guy. Really? Kia Morgan. Yeah. I know him. How do you and know him? Listen, he's uh-huh. a he's he's a horrible individual. No kidding. I knew that he used to live in New York City and he's a collector of African American memorabilia. Mm-hmm. I went to his house, he has like, you know, original pictures of Frederick Douglass, like slave ship stuff. He has like all African I mean it's weird. He collects memorabilia, and he said, it's worth $25 million. And I just always thought he was a shady character. He used to always come to the clubs in New York. You know, he's a big comedy fan. Then he moves to L.A. I remember this. And I said, I don't, there's something about this guy I don't like. I don't like this so guy. So just, just to bring people who aren't familiar, the, the yeah. idea is there was elder abuse involved and embezzlement as well yes. from, from, from Stan, Stan, Lee. Stan Lee. And he'd been saying this for a while. And now after his death, they find out that there was a lot to validate that, and they're going after this guy. I can't. Five counts. I can't wait till they get him. Because I met Stanley three times. Yeah. My friend worked for Power Entertainment, which was his little company that he formed with his partner, Gilbert. Yeah. And I was fortunate to meet Stanley three times. I hung out with him by myself How in cool. his office just How hanging awesome. out. And he goes, hey, Godfrey, how you doing? You know, yeah. Celsius. That's how he talks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was just great. Just as a nice, humble man. You just go, this dude right here <laughs> has changed our life. You got grown men still wearing, you know, Spider-Man. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, look, look at my toys over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a Spider-Man uh, shower curtain. Yeah. <laughs> to do. Play. Dude, you know, you, I mean? you know, you saw my the back. I mean, I've, yeah. I've got tons of stuff. I don't it, agree with what Bill Maher said. I, 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 oh, I, I hated that. I, that was like, shut up, Come man. on, really, Bill? Lighten up, you Bill, Bill, Bill yeah. Maher said that it's 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 a man child thing that oh, you got to oh, leave that behind. Stop. And I say that this is this is our so so uh, this is our Arthurian legend and lore. This is yes. our this is our Camelot. Yes, it, as the Western, the American Western story is a uh, you it's know fantastic. it's no, the same family. thing. And listen, man. We're all just waiting to die. That's it. And then uh, these things that we enjoy are just there. He's a motivational speaker. Yeah. Yep. The, the things that we do are just there to pass the, the time way. until we die. I'm looking road. for the yes. bean. <laughs> right before I die. I, I need a good bean. bean. <laughs> but no, it's, it's like, how dare you? And first when I met him and to hang around him, I remember when I was in the office with him, he goes, Godfrey, I want to show you something. You know, he said, um, blockbuster Marvel movie. I love Blade. And it was the first one, first blockbuster, because Wesley was so good at it. And if you're not a real comic book kid, you didn't know who Blade was. You just go, wow, man, who's this black dude killing vampires? And Wesley was fantastic at it. And that's what he told me. And and also, the fact that he created Black Panther in the 1960s. Yeah. You know, an African... Like superhero, royal superhero, for him to think that far ahead. Yeah. First of all, back in the sixties. Yeah. 
How An many? African superhero? I mean, he went black. I mean, so you're a hardcore <laughs> fan. How many times did you casually float out a, uh, you have any other black superheroes? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, no, I was like, like this, to see uh, Stanley, the since we're on the subject <laughs> of colored superheroes. <laughs> I'm sure that's all the word he knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any more Negro superheroes? <laughs> <laughs> because, man, what, I, of course I have Negro superheroes. Got free. <laughs> right here in this drawer. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> but you could have you could have told him I've already got God in my name. Yes. <laughs> this works. He had the Falcon. It was the who Falcon. would you who would you play? Who would you play if you could pick any of the? I mean, Luke Cage. You'd have to be a little bit more. But you're pretty jacked. You're pretty good. Too bad. Luke, yeah. My buddy Mike uh, Coulter played Luke Cage. He's great. He's yeah, got a new show on called Evil. Good There's for the, him. Yeah, man. That's yeah. my, my buddy Mike. I even he even called me and said, "Yeah, man, we've been canceled, man." I said it's okay. You you're with Luke Cage, bro. All right, g- You'll be fine. Give me a, give me a, yeah, any insight. Be- are they going to bring any of that back because they canceled everything? Well, they should have because this uh, is all the Netflix not, Marvel stuff. Luke that- Cage shouldn't have been canceled. It was picking up. I liked it, but Iron Fist was wow. I actually enjoyed it. I yeah. didn't like that dude and the, the girl. They were not- horrible. <laughs> Daredevil Ugh. though. Daredevil Punisher? was cool. Punisher's canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Punisher's canceled. Yeah, I, you know. Do you think they're gonna bring it back? I hope so. Yeah. So Marvel's releasing their own app or whatever. Maybe there's 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 always some something behind that. Yeah. Because sometimes it well, can just be a money. What was thing behind it is that, is that Disney bought the. Oh, uh, the Disney. Disney. Disney has their That's own page. Second channel. government, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't sleep on the. Hey guys. Hello. <laughs> well, there's also saturation. Second government. Yeah. There, there's so many Marvel shows and movies, and 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 Disney uh, has learned a little bit from the Star Wars model because they released too many Star Wars movies too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. That was my Donald. That was horrible. I, I just went. That's all I did. That's all you did. I don't know how to talk like that. Do you do it? Do you do it? Yeah. See, you did. When I was a kid. See, we're all going. That's pretty good. No, but say something lucid. Oh, no, I can't. You can't. Yeah. I can do it. Like, like Mickey Mouse wasn't bad. Hey, guys. Yeah. That wasn't bad. That's pretty good. cool. Yeah. How about the guys? I don't know, Mickey. That's that. That's John Wayne. Goofy. Feed you Donald. Let me tell you something. I don't know, Well, It's like Harry Callis in there. But your Donald sounds my like Donald he's Trump, dying. My Donald Trump is cool. Speaking of ducks. Let's yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Can you do it? Yeah. You people are great. I'm very happy to be here. That's uh, good. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. Give me my props. Yeah. Give me my props. That's not bad. Yeah, give me not bad. Okay, you know Donald Trump, <laughs> he has a um, cartoon on Showtime. Yes. And I do Obama and Cory Booker. Do you? The, I voice? Do the voice? Yep. Get out of here. I love that yeah, show. Yeah, Cory Booker. G- give us your Cory Booker. Cory Booker's like, Talk about your Spartacus do you moment. Know, do you know the American laws <laughs> in this country? He's very eager. Yeah, I was yeah. laughing in the booth doing it because he's so phony. I am outraged by whatever's going on in the American Constitution. And I'm like, I'm just killing him. And you know, Obama's you know like, like dating uh, yeah. Rosario Dawson. I'm so mad that he's yeah. dating. How did he? She likes power. And she's Night Nurse. She's mm. from in the Marvel yeah, series. Yeah, she likes Luke. power. Yeah. How did Cory Booker... <laughs> Cory Booker get Rosario Dawson? So I had a shot. Yeah. <laughs> still do? I still know, do. Yeah. The Obama is, like, pretty good. My Obama is good. Let's okay. hear it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say uh, that everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to remember. Yeah, I, I got the whole, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's That's great. He pauses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You were funny. Uh, I like what you said. <laughs> 
How much yeah. of your act, though, is because I don't consider you an impressionist. I'm not okay. because I, I know how to do voices, but I, I remember my old manager said this, and it was so smart. He said, you're good at switching your voice. You can do accents, but don't make that your main thing because it gets corny. It does. turn into rich little. And a lot of, <laughs> I, and I know comics that, are, that depend on their voices. Man. You can tell by the material because it's always weak. Mm-hmm. And they can't wait to go. You know, they'll talk about something deep. They'll go, boy, imagine if Bill Cosby did it. <laughs> right, right, right. You see, you people got to, you got to <laughs> in all the room, but the yeah. you know? And then you have to worry about the crowd, like, just interrupting. Go ahead. Do George Bush. But the worst is when you, the, the impersonation doesn't work. <laughs> you bomb as oh. another person. <laughs> you know, it's the worst. So you I know, try to inter, I try to interweave it where it's like, wow, look at that. Like, you try to make it a little surprise. Like, you know, when I throw in, like, I talk about being British, and then I'll throw in Jason Statham, because I did Jason Statham for Jason Statham. Do it. On the opening gym show. Yes. He's like, I told you, I'm the transporter. You see what I do? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's right. And and Jason was like, you do it better than me. You do me better than me. You know, so it's, but I do it where I do it, where it makes sense. I, you know what I mean? I try to just, like, kind of connect it. I saw like a dude one time, act. a comedian, an impressionist, yeah. do impressions of other comedians. comedians. Like, yeah, great comedians. Yeah. So what he's basically saying is, come with me on this journey so I can remind you of comedians <laughs> who are better, better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and That's like, smart. It's the dumbest thing I've ever but seen. Not, did he do it good? He, he did, did some good, like Carlin and stuff. But it's like, and George he's, Carlin, he was that. doing their material. Oh, so, yeah. This is yeah. Bizarre. That's a good way to steal. Yeah. Right. It's a good it's a way to steal. You sound just like him. He did the whole special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did Delirious for Eddie Murphy, man. Exactly like that. Goody Goo Goo. Yep. You ever met Eddie Murphy? Yes. He yeah. knows who I am. I, I, he knows who I am. He knows who I am. Let me tell you why. I, you brag about that. Yeah. yeah Eddie Murphy's one of the greatest comedic actors on the planet, period, yeah. still to this day. Because I was at a, a, a sort of a, scre- a screening of, like, a premiere of some, it was called Who's Your Caddy? It was some yeah, movie. I remember. And I saw him, and he looked very wealthy when I saw him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He, he had this amazing wealthy. suit on. Yeah. Just silk. Just like spiders just finished climbing <laughs> off of him in a spun his suit. <laughs> he was so, his suit was so dope. And I came, I thought I had this cool jacket on. I look so poor next yeah, to him. Yeah. And then I go, hey, Eddie. He goes, hey, man, I, I just saw your, I, and he literally said, I just watched you in Fat Girls with Monique. I just saw your movie. And the reason why I watched it, because you did a good job, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow. Oh, that's and I, cool. Yeah, and I played an African in that. I'm going, can I be in Karen? Karen, 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 Karen. <laughs> right. I, mean, I mean, this is before that, but yeah. he spoke to me, and I talked to him for 25 minutes wow. about whether he was going to make a comeback. And he was like, you know. He's returning to stand-up. Supposedly. You don't believe it. That, I don't know, because think about it. 30 yeah. years away. When I'm away for 30 day, thirty minutes yeah. from stand-up, I'm like, I'm rusty. Yeah. There, think about it. He's like almost like the Betty Page of stand-up. Like, we only remember him when <laughs> yeah. he was like. But can he? Like the Betty he was Page young. of stand-up. Moment, yeah. He had that moment in yeah. Raw and that yeah. when he was at his. So now with all yeah. his kids, he is like his, he's on his 10th kid, maybe. Yeah, crazy. And I know the chick he had a kid with. Really? Paige, yeah. Okay. She used to hang out with us in New York. She's a model chick. She only dates powerful people. That's I would it. imagine, yeah. yeah. Only, that's it. Can yeah. he hone his craft back at, like, at smaller clubs? Do you think he could do that before he hits He the, would have to. Right? And but he's how still do you, funny. But yeah. he's, the other thing is, like, mm. he's going to 
you know, perform to a crowd that is going to love him. They're going to lose their minds, but right. I think it should be private shows, like the surprise shows where they, they, they take everybody's phones yeah. you know, and then go, we're having a show, blah, blah, blah. You tell and let, he he would ha, he has to work it out. He's famous. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, ah! but you gotta still. The thing I love about comedy is that after that five minutes of yeah yeah yeah, they go okay, where are your jokes at? Right, people huh? turn into mean people, but back to mean people. All right, come on, Mister Eddie Murphy, where are you yeah, going? Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Well, yeah. even Richard Pryor, and I never knew because this you know live on the Sunset Strip is yeah. is just an iconic yes. album. But what I didn't know he was did it that. Twice. He bombed the first he night. He bombed the yeah. first night. He bombed. He didn't feel right. Yeah. And he's like, ah. And they were like, he came right back mm-hmm. and killed it the next day. Crazy. With the same exact material. That's that cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I want to ask man, you. I'm sorry, Jack. I got to get it over, man. Oh, yeah. I can do Richard. That's Pryor. good. That's good. I that's can good. do Richard really he's, well. That, if you've never but seen live on, on clean radio, it's like, <laughs> it's difficult, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> White people, you kill me, Jack. <laughs> yes. I, I, can do, I can do Richard Pryor. Police have magnums. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they don't kill cars. <laughs> That's one of the best, man. That's oh, one yeah, of yeah. My, my my buddy's dad directed that. Jeff Margolis, my buddy wow. Adam Margolis, who's a filmmaker yeah. from USC. His dad did that uh, concert in 1979. Live at the Sunset Strip? No, or no, um, no. Um, um, live in a uh, concert. Just live in concert. Yeah, Long Beach. I'm in Long my, Beach, but we ain't coming to get you. Yeah. It's one of my all That's the time bad, yeah. favorite my comedy moments dad, ever. Did the directed that album, yeah. Jeff Margolis? There's yeah. an art yeah. to doing to being a director on those things as well. Oh yeah, you, 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 by <laughs> a cut a, a, a cut at it in a mid joke can oh, kill it. Can I've I've been at specials where <sighs> a comedian, my one of my buddies, was just filming his Comedy Central special, and the cam one of the cameras went out. <laughs> And they were like, oh, we're going to have to stop this show. Uh, <laughs> technical difficulties. Uh, so we're going to go over that joke, and you guys laugh like it never uh, happened before. Uh, my oh, friend is just uh, Oh, man. And he has to go, so my mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, That's hard. I just got it tiptoed out. I was yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, it was bad. Yeah, sometimes. And, it, you know. There's a lot of cheating that happens in um, in specials because you shoot like two or three yeah. in the same clothes because mm-hmm. you want to get the best out of each one. You have to right. watch the audience because the audience changes from episode to episode. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. it'll be like an audience from the 70s. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, who's like, the guy with the afro and the long hair? <laughs> well, you, was that Zeppelin in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> you just released an album this year, right? Well, no album, yeah, uh, a comedy Music? album, no, 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 <laughs> comedy album. Yes, my um opera um, <laughs> debut, on. La Boheme. It's called Nigaro. Nigaro. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm joking. That was cheesy. Sorry. Oh, no, it was good. All white audience. Oh my goodness. What is wrong with me? That was very responsible. Yeah, I, I, I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Um. No. 2000. I, it was 2016. I, I had a, a special Showtime, mm-hmm. and then it, you know they, they always it's on Spotify and stuff like that. But that's I'm working on the next one. You know, hopefully, who knows? It might be HBO or Showtime. I'm not sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, listen, <laughs> Godfrey, we got to wrap it up, man. But we love that you came in, and you're yes, doing the Sunday you. show. Not not many people do the Sunday show. So no. you got you got uh, the tonight. Holy day. Tonight. <laughs> uh, tonight and tomorrow at 7.30 and 9.45 with the Sunday shows at yes. 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I think our, 
my lord. I remember you mentioned I, you doing that last time you were here because yeah. I think you you grew up Catholic. Like, no, Episcopalian, which is second string Catholic. Okay, yeah. all right. That's yeah, like yeah. we don't get the chip. I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, we don't get the chip. So Episcopalian. the body of Christ. That's the toenail. What's the closest <laughs> to Roman Catholic? Thigh. Bro. Is Episcopalian the closest to Roman Catholic? Yeah, it's the same stuff, same statues. Like my 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 father converted <laughs> for my mother. <laughs> so, so my mother's Roman Catholic. My father yeah. converted, and it was like, okay, uh, wear your ring on this finger. It's like taking, like, junior college credits <laughs> to a horrible city university. It's just the English version of the yeah. 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 All right, well, yeah. come to the services on Sunday, <laughs> uh, which will be at, uh, there you go. On oh, my gosh. Punchline Philly. And my Instagram is Comedian Godfrey. Follow me. And, and my podcast is in Godfrey We Trust on the Gas Digital Network. Okay. Tuesday's 930 live stream. You know what I'm saying? All right, punchline. What was that for? Uh, Punchlinephilly.com. I think I farted it. when I did that. <laughs> I, I, it was it was it was from the belly. Yeah. So it's sincere, and that's it's, all that matters. It's, it's my yoga breathing. Yeah. Well, it's gr- it's great to see you, man. Thanks yes, for being always. here. Always, I love coming here. Let's hear it for Godfrey. Yay! At punchline, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our guests in our studio are happy to have here. She's a tiny little thing. Welcome Lucia the Chihuahua <laughs> to our show this morning. No, actually, she's being accompanied by Margaret Cho. Service human. <laughs> Her service human. Yes. I like that. She's a good girl. Uh, she's adorable. She's she's. Uh, you got her in February. You said yes. Was yes. she a puppy or? She's, I mean, she's, she's about, a baby. Uh, she's a baby. She's about uh, six months or so. Like, wow. uh, but we're not exactly sure. She's a rescue, so we don't really know. But uh, yeah, she's she's lovely. Love oh, she's the rescue really and love the whole. It's what's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. But I mean, they, they're. They're adorable. I, I, there's something just soothing about, you know, dogs and, and a dog like that that you just kind of hold and snuggle all the time with. It feels with. good. Yeah. When, she, when she's in my lap, I always, it's so warm. Like, I'm like, did I pee? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I can I see have that. Sure. My dog, lay, when the pet lays down on you for a while, it's like, is this unnaturally warm? Yeah. Or did, did they I pee? pee on me? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little older, so it could, you know, those muscles could <laughs> be real relaxed. She's about the size of a stain, so. Yeah, so that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like I ruined my cats by holding them constantly. Now I think that they want to be up at at eye level, yes. so they don't ever want to spend time on the ground. So right. they're up on top of everything mm. all the time. Yeah, it's a power position because then they can see over their kingdom. Yeah, so they, that's what she she's very used to being up high. Yeah, no, it's it, and traveling uh, on planes and stuff, uh, all, all good, very good. Yeah, and, yeah. and she's very quiet, and uh, so I mean, it's it's great. I mean, she hasn't gotten to that sort of like yappy stage. Maybe she won't. We'll see. I, I think she's probably good. Do you, do you get the disdainful look from other travelers sometimes when you come on board? Or is everyone pretty cool? I don't know because I have such a disdainful look. People are generally like scared. They're like scared it's of just, the old Asian lady. Not They're not going to even say anything. So the angry old Asian lady. You know? So is is your love for dogs the reason why you were the poodle on the Masked Singer? I don't know. Well, I or did have they choice. pick that for you? They they picked me. They said I could either be the poodle or I could be the alien. And, uh, yes, because I love dogs, I wanted to be the poodle. Okay, I think you chose wisely. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird concept on that show, and it, it, it took off. It was, uh, it was the show originally from South Korea? South Korea. So, okay. uh, the, the, uh, yeah, the very, very cheap costumes in South Korea. They just have, like, they trace your hand on a paper plate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Welcome to Tucky, the Tucky. It's really silly. Um, There's also a a Thai version. The Thai costumes are very, very nice. Um, I think they copied a lot of the costumes from the Thai version. Okay. Because you saw some similarities there. But, uh, yeah, it was really, it was a crazy show to... And they didn't let you use auto-tune. I live and die by auto-tune. Well, you have, but you, you actually have a band, and you, you have sort of like a, it's a, sort of a progressive sound, right? Yes. Well, okay. I try. Yeah. So here's the question, and, and our assumption is when you were underneath that mask mm-hmm. and, and singing, yeah. uh, that the audio was too good to be live. It was live. Was, was it? Yeah, that's what was so stressful. And they put you in a precarious position doing all the choreography. Like, I had to be lowered from the stage. I'd never done that before. We didn't rehearse. So I was like 50 feet above the audience like, and I'm trying to time out. Like, I was so scared. Wow. But, you know, they actually did not help you at all uh, with the audio, which made it quite terrifying. Okay. So, so then there was a, there must have been a microphone inside the mask. No, they didn't even really? microphone mask. You had to hold your microphone. I mean, they, they really were trying to figure out who was the best singer. Yeah. <laughs> because we, we sort of had to sort of endure these trials and I, I was, I, I, I had a rough time. Well, okay. you are a singer, you are a, mu- a musician. Yes. And so, so with this, uh, my presumption is that the, from, and I, now I stand corrected, I guess Casey, you're, Me you're too, right. Yeah. That, that the audio was too good to be recorded within the hollowed out mask. No. It just sounded too good. It was, and I figured it was pre-recorded, but no. now now the competition actually makes sense because it's like, if they're just pre-recorded, they're just standing out there in a costume. Yeah. But, yeah. but you're saying no, you had to really... We had to really sing, wow. and that's why, you know, the people that really were were shining are, you know, of, co- of course the big pros. Right. Um, and then... Uh, you know, they, especially I think Donnie Osmond, just because he was so good with the movement right. and, and running around and mm-hmm. and doing all that stuff. You know, that to me was I was like I watched him and I was like that that's got to be some real pro, real <laughs> right, like a yeah. child star. So turn. you didn't know, you we guys didn't, didn't know, know because for fear that you would tip the hand, right? Yes, and we were all uh, sometimes we were on set in the mask and the other masks were around, but there were uh, different actors in the mask. Ah. So you actually were never on set with the actual. Celebrity. The only time was I did smell marijuana, and I was like, "Oh, that's Tommy Chong." <laughs> Tommy that Chong. was the only time yeah. I was like, "I could smell it." It's, it's a safe bet. I have to ask you. I mean, the show comes on, and everyone's like, "What is this thing?" And I remember seeing the uh, the teaser for it. I guess around maybe the Super Bowl or whatever, and the show just took off. Yeah, it exploded. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, did we? Were you? I mean, after was there was there a, a big uptick in Margaret Show love after the show? <laughs> I guess so because I think people were so excited about who is it who's yeah. in there. Yeah, and um, I think that 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 was what was really fun about it. You know, I was I was caught up in it. I didn't know who anybody was in their masks either. So. A lot of times, these shows that that come from from South Korea or come from Japan. They're, I love them. They're, they're, yeah. they're great. They're so crazy and so over the top. But I, I, I thought to myself, is this one going to port? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it did. It, yeah. just, you know, it caught me off guard. Yeah. I thought that they gave away too many clues. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's how I was able to guess you. I think San Francisco was one of the mm-hmm. one of them. And I, you know, I can't remember exactly because I, I watched the whole thing. And I really, really did enjoy it. But I'm like, oh, man, they're they're totally giving this away. Yeah. 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 But then I, I, I had some misconceptions, too. Like, I, I fully, completely thought that the alien was Paris Hilton. I was really, <laughs> really just, yeah. I was really invested. Did you, you know this was actually that there were there were um, there were cash bets that, that, that you know that people mm-hmm. there was there was money being bet on who was who and I, believe I guess out even in Vegas or wherever they they allow bets of that, bets of that nature. Huh. That's mm-hmm. how crazy it got. But the T Pain, he's the one who ended up winning, and I was like a little bit bummed out because I'm like, oh man, 
I don't feel like he's famous enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I thought everybody else was, was definitely gettable. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's my own fault for not knowing enough about T-Pain. Well, he was, I think what, what was really smart about him is that he did a lot of choices with songs that you wouldn't expect him to sing. Mm-hmm. And also without without kind of the way that his voice is recorded, because he's somebody that uses a lot of, like, Effects and auto tune, and yeah. so you you never heard sort of that naked voice, which I think is really impressive. Do you get to make your own selection song wise? Um, somewhat. Uh, I actually had um, a hard time because uh, they they had sort of run out of song choices for me, and okay. the next song I was going to do was really scary, which is Hosers. Take me to church, which I can't see. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. And I was really like, oh, gosh, I hope I get voted off. So I was saved at the last minute. Last second. Uh, I was so excited in, in announcing you and uh, Lucia being here that I failed to mention that uh, Margaret is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. There's 7.30 and 10 p.m. shows. You're calling your tour the Fresh Off the Bloat tour? Yes, because I retain a lot of water. Okay. And also Asian. Very Asian. Asian. Very Asian. I'm just going to tell everybody, you know, you remember me from Crazy Rich Asian. And uh, fresh off the boat. I'm in all those shows. You know, I'm uh, in everything. You're Stop good. and think about sure. this. Go for I'm it. so good, good in everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you reunited with the cast of uh, All American Girl yes. recently. Uh, which is very cool. I, I enjoyed that show a lot when it was on for, for the, the, the time that it was on. And I'm like... I, listen, the time passes and it is what it is, but uh, as you look at these shows now that are having success and going, what the F? Oh, no, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm so glad, you know, because I will get a job on all of them at some point. <laughs> There's not that many of us to go around. Right. So it's really exciting. <laughs> I actually really am very, very excited. And uh, for my masked singer buddy, Ken Jong, yeah. who um, I'm actually his sister on his TV show, Dr. Ken, from um, ABC. Right. So it was like... It was so. It's always great to see other Asian Americans working, and and so now there's there's more than ever. So I love it. Well, I, lo- cool. I, I love I love I love uh, Asian cinema, and, and you were just was it the was it the was it the, the, a big uh, festival? You were just is that where you reunited yes. with the cast? Uh, it was the Asian American. Uh, a film festival in Los Angeles, and we had with the, the twenty five year anniversary, which is really shocking um, to think about. But it, when we watched the episode, we realized, oh, it's been twenty five years because all the men had bobs, you know that nineties <laughs> like bob, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we haven't seen since the nineties. So I was like, oh yeah, it's been a while. There you go. <laughs> well, you're 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 good friends with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yes, and, and and Quentin Tarantino freely admits that a lot Hong Kong cinema mm. was what informed his early days of, of film yeah. adoration. Mm-hmm. And does he ever? And you're a big film fanatic as well. Yes. Does, yes. does he ever consult with you on stuff he's doing? Because he has Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out. Yes. And, and does he ever? Do you ever guys ever trade notes? Or well, anything? he helped me a lot uh, because. Uh, the last big action movie that I did was called Bright, the big Will Smith yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix movie. movie. I like that. And, uh, well, I die in it. So he, he gave me some pointers on dying, okay. which okay. is you've got to go onto the set uh, kind of a, about 10 or 15 minutes before everybody else and then just lay there dead. Really? You have to be dead like a good long time before you can convincingly portray it. Wow. But fortunately, my um, stunt double who did all of the stunts in Kill Bill, she's an amazing, amazing stunt double. And she uh, was kind enough to die on her face. So I didn't have to actually be dead. So it's actually not me. It's a dummy. Uh, Well, it's really, I I love you like, and you've worked with John Woo, one of my absolute all time favorite Mm -hmm. uh, directors who like, I mean, if you, if you're a fan of John Wick, John Wick owes so much to John Woo's uh, uh, cinema stuff. So uh, what was that like? He's amazing. And uh, when you work with John Woo, it's like this, um, you're in obviously an action movie. So everybody in the, in the action movie has stunts. So you are, 
working alongside your stunt double, which is basically the physically perfect version of you. <laughs> if you could get it together and bring your food in a bag and like <laughs> meal prep and work out every right, day. Right. So it's actually very depressing. You're, you're better doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Because they're just the perfect, <sighs> if you were perfect. And so I was really upset. That's, or does it serve as incentive? Well, I, I just ended up eating... Um, pie in my trailer with John Travolta. <laughs> like, I would actually, actually go to his trailer, and he and I... Well, he... One time, I saw him eat an entire nine-inch boysenberry pie with a fork. No plates, no knives. Wow. Just the whole pie. Wow. And so I gained so much weight in that movie that they had to add a fat panel in the back of my costume. They had to extend it about three inches because I just ate pie. This is a face-off, right? Face-off. Yeah. Right, which is wow. which is a, a, a cool movie. Now, the word is, is that John, we actually had him on for, for one of his films one time. It was, it was a great uh, honor. But he would assign different gun sounds for different people. Did, mm. did you get a gun sound? I, uh, yeah, because my, well, I had to have it recreated because my gun sound would be like, pew. Okay. okay. I look so stupid with a gun. I mean, yeah. I look like a, a panda with a gun. <laughs> I look just dumb. Right. I'm not supposed to carry one. But right, right. for some reason in these movies, I, I always have to. Yeah, that's part <laughs> of the deal. So that's cool. What about you as, as far as, you know, with all the stuff going on? Uh, and and the film work you do, any would would you have any desire to direct and to do that as well? Being, I would being love the film to. fan that you are, I would love yeah. to. I think it's really, I mean, to me, it's 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 really an exciting thing. That's a very '90s thing with all the actors to be like, I just want to direct. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to wear a parka. <laughs> I don't want to wear makeup and wear a parka. That's it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. That's cool. Um, so so with with the tour and fresh off the 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 bloat. Um, I know you're, you're, you're out and about and trying out, uh, material. Are you, do you, when you do material and you, and you accrue material now is the big goal always to push for a special when you're, you know, I mean, we are, yeah. Or, yeah. Cause you, I mean, I've done so many of them, but most of those were kind of before, uh, like when they were on videotape. That, that, well, that's what I was thinking because now it, it, everybody we get through here is is always in a process. So mm-hmm. uh, all the comedians and it's, and we love it. It's great. It's mm-hmm. a good time for comedy. Mm-hmm. But now there's a different mindset. It, yes. it, it, it's it's honing for honing, the special. And then having you know also everything is so topical. Yeah. Because right now I'm doing a lot of material about the college admissions scandal. Mm-hmm. So it's a very it, it blew our mind. It's, it's it, and I huge. and I love it. I'm waiting for the extended. Docudrama, right? Uh, so, so what's your what's your take without betraying material? Well, but what's your take on uh, Asian people are really horrified because their whole like life is all about like going to. Co- I'm the only Asian American in the world to not go to college, so this is like a very. So my parents are like. How can they do? No. They're so horrified. No. I had to remind them that there were some Chinese families also that were caught up in the college admission scandal, giving lots of money. And my parents don't believe it. They're like, oh, no, that was just donation. <laughs> no, they were, no, they just wanted to have a new swimming pool. So they can't believe that Asian people would cheat. But Asian yeah. people love cheating. It's frustrating also because they, you know, they, they bring in the fact that, that Harvard's going through a big scandal now because they've, mm. they've been blocking out Asian students yeah so there's there's this this whole dynamic that goes on it's crazy and, you know but it's like the the old school way used to be uh i forget who it was uh you know maybe it was, it was an ice cube or maybe it was i forget it was but he was boasting about his daughter getting into school but Mm-hmm. The, the regular way, but he failed to mention that he don't. There's like the the ice cube center, you know, that's yeah. on the college <laughs> campus. So, but that's the old way. But this yeah. this whole thing of of it just seems so bizarre, mm-hmm. you know that and 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 so so crazy duplicitous that people are claiming that they're on teams that they don't 
you know, or, or right. getting sports scholarships to sports they don't even know how to play. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really crazy. And it's so, you know, it's, it's one of those things. We're just watching it play out, and I think it's so interesting. When you did your impression of your parents just now, it reminded me of your impression of Kim Jong-un and oh, Kim yeah. Jong-il. <laughs> Which you did on uh, on Thirty Rock? Yes. Is it basically the same impression? It's basically the same because you know I tried to do one that was like of them exactly, but their uh, their images are so tightly controlled. I don't know what they sound like. Yeah, they're very. They're, it's crazy. You just don't know. Uh, did you? You were nominated for an Emmy for that? Did yeah. You, yeah, that's which is crazy too because I was only on <laughs> on screen for about. 42 seconds. It's so, so good really though. We're like, looking at the pictures of Margaret. <laughs> and, I, and it oh takes uh, less to turn me into that than what you see here today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just, it's just me with no makeup. It's, it, I'm, I'm perpetually fascinated by, by listen, and obviously we know it's horrific. <laughs> But any documentaries or anything on North Korea, mm-hmm. yeah. it it it's it's it takes what Orwell had had envisioned and mm-hmm. ups the ante tenfold. Oh, yeah. It's astonishing. I mean, the things even down to the fact that Kim Jong Un and Kim Jong Il never defecate, or the, right. those bizarre things, or the, that <laughs> Preston, this story that he played golf and got eighteen holes in one. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and, very crazy. Yeah, you know, it's but it's just it's an amazingly. Bizarre. Bizarre. It's like our fascination with serial killers. It's it's just, we can't comprehend it. Well, the prison system is very strange, too, because if you go to prison there, you don't go alone. You go with your... uh Three generations. So your parents, if they're still alive, and your children. Wow. So it's it's a very strange. So it's like a, a terrible vacation <laughs> that you have to go, like a family reunion right. every time. I had no idea. Yeah, it's wow. awful. It's wow. awful. I have a question about uh, Korean American and and uh, maybe uh, those who are just a generation off from uh, from being here in America, or mm-hmm. maybe who are straight from Korea and live here. There there are groups at the, the golf course that I play at regularly. There are groups of Koreans that come out and they play together. Yes, Korean Americans and. Um, they don't seem happy. <laughs> they're not the happiest they're playing people. Playing golf, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, but, but they're stressed. Very, is it really? stressed? Out. Okay. Very stressed they're out. Very stressed out because, uh, well, I think it, it, the reason golf is so popular in Korea is that it's really expensive. So they're very into like status, kind of conscious, like very conspicuous consumption. Okay. So, um, and you know, golf is like a very stressful thing because it's like. I think it's like $2,000 a month to join a golf club okay. in Korea. So here it's somewhat less than that. So they're, they're but they think that they think that they're spending money doing okay. it and they're stressed. And so that's okay. the stress. The stress. So okay. with, with like crazy rich Asians and yes. the, and that, that obvious con, you know, wealth and consumption and all that stuff. They, yeah. That's that part. That's a similar cultural vibe. Yeah. But nobody has that much money. They just want to <laughs> appear that they do. Appear. But they're stressed oh, yeah. out about the payments. Okay. <laughs> They're really just stressed people. They're just a stressed, just stressed people. by the payment. Okay. Hey, yes. Margaret, I'm looking here on a sheet. It says you're in a movie, and it looked, it's in production right now, so I don't know what that means, but it's called Undateable John. Oh, yes. So the thing about this is um, we have our, our station's concert tomorrow with Joan Jett mm-hmm. and the Blackhearts, and mm-hmm. she's in this movie. Yes, she's amazing in that movie. Oh. Um, she plays a, a very troubled homeless woman, and she is so good. She's like... She that's one of her untapped talents is acting. And I mean she's an incredible force in music. Friends? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I she's I love great. Yeah. her. I love her. And I have been a, a fan my entire life and I, I'm lucky enough to to be friends with her and she's just amazing. But she's she's a really great actress and I wish she would act more but she's always touring. Are you able to come tomorrow? Cuz I, I, I think she plays early. Enough. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think I, will, I will be there. We'll we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely arrange it. Yeah, no we'll she she's awesome. What 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 came first for you? Uh, love of music and and 
Interest in music or comedy? Well, I started I, I started singing at about four years old, and then I was in a little Korean band at five, and then I was fired because we were on television, and I sang, and I wouldn't stop looking in the camera. <laughs> so it was like that Cindy Brady thing yeah, where yeah. they just, like, stuck looking at the camera. So um, I got fired, uh, and then um, I started doing comedy when I was about uh, 14. Do you, you, uh, child star. Do you know it's bizarre here? So, and I freely admit it on the air. I, I had to reveal this uh, a couple of weeks ago that I, I, I saw the BTS performance on, on SNL. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh, what is this? And then about two minutes into it, I go, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> and, and, and then I must have watched that performance a hundred times. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So good. Oh, uh, okay, they are, right? It's so good. Okay. It's so good. And I the mean, synchronization yes. and the whole deal, it's, and I'm a incredible. sucker for it. I. It's incredible. Yeah. Because they're just, I mean, it's beyond sort of like any kind of thing that we're used to. But I love, K-pop is amazing. Yeah, And it's a huge thing. And over here, it's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Selling out uh, full venues and stuff like that. It seems to run... I think it's like it's like guys admitting they like cats now. It's like it's <laughs> yeah, okay now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. K-pop is like it's you know next level boy band, girl band. You know, with Blackpink also being hugely popular. Right, right. But yeah, it's incredible. It is. It is wild. So, yes. uh, what? So with your band and your your music, what's what's the status of that? Or you have well, time to work on it? Yeah. Well, I'm in a very like now. I'm in a band. I'm in the Red Room Orchestra where we do um, soundtracks of Twin Peaks and uh, Big Lebowski and ah. uh, lots of very high minded stuff. So you know, I'm old now, so I joined an orchestra. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's, it's still very it's very spirited and really exciting. I love that Twin Peaks music. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Uh, we nice. actually used to. That was actually. Uh, there was a single we used to play on on DRE years ago. Probably falling. Yeah. Really yes. Cruise. Yeah. 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 It's really it's beautiful music. It's yeah. the Angela Badalamenti and right. It, yeah. All of David Lynch is an amazing. Just the way that he thinks and he, he it's like the whole thing. Like with Quentin Tarantino, Quentin makes a movie, but first he makes a mixtape. Does he? And then he makes the movie from the mixtape. That's, That's how he cool. works it out. Very cool. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. All right, well, listen, uh, Margaret is, like I said, going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club. And uh, tonight and tomorrow shows at 7.30 and 10.30. And you can get the uh, tickets at uh, heliumcomedy.com. Is Lucia going to be on stage with you? I don't know. Okay, she she's might, been so she good. She might be. She's been very good. Yeah, she's yeah. been excellent. She's yeah. been very, very good. So maybe she will be. She's right. kind of, it's like, you know, Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. <laughs> right. Maybe too young to remember. I remember that, yes. Remember. No, no. So, uh, she's like I Lamb Chop. That. Yes, nice. yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Margaret. It's great to see you. Thank you. Enjoy your time in Philly. Margaret Show. Yeah. Helium Comedy Club. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Hey, gang. We need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual Ivy for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Get out of here! Yeah! Yeah! She's got to go. <laughs> oh, but we'll see uh, her tomorrow at the MMR. See you tomorrow. Can, 
along with everybody else and uh, our appearance, our our little hang session that we make sure in, in case you happen to be looking for us on that particular day. Uh, will take place from 4 to 5 p.m. in a regular haunt. We call it the Blump Inn. Yes. It's really a bar that's on the Walt Whitman side of the uh, of the of the whole uh, venue. <laughs> and we just rename it because uh, we happen to love the act of uh, being pleasured while eating a sandwich on the toilet. Yeah, it's what a Blumpkin yeah. is, for those who don't remember. Huh. So we'll be there tomorrow from uh, 4 to 5. If you want to come by and say hello, we would love to do that. Um, yeah, we forgot about a birthday or we just missed one no entirely. No way. I know. It's Jim Gardner's birthday today, uh, from uh, 6 ABC. Our bro. I think it's safe at this point to say he's our bro. Yeah. He is our bro. 71 years old today. Oh, uh, wow. He's still the best, man. He's a legend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he always comes out to camp out for hunger like last five years or so. Uh, make sure that he uh, swings by and uh, spends some time with us on the air. And he's a great guy. It's an you- honor. Hey, we had him doing the Mummer Strut last year. <laughs> Do you Did get a little we- nervous yeah. when he shows up? A I little, think in, a, a little bit, you. I, but I mean, he's so nice. I, he's done it so many times. I just think, listen, he has a um, a well honed reputation, a well earned reputation, and uh, for the longest time, uh, you know, it was uh, it was a tough sell to, for the very fact that we named things Blumpkin. That right. he's, uh, <laughs> He's uh, he would not want to come, but once he came out yeah. and saw what we do uh, yeah. on that level, he was totally cool with it. Now he is a Philadelphia treasure, and Nick, I was nervous for him one time. I was driving down Montgomery, um, in no, no Lancaster Avenue, and he was coming the other way, and he was making a left, right. And I got so nervous from him. I'm like, please don't, don't, you know, because I passed by him and it was really, really busy. And I was like, oh my god, please be careful when you make this turn, Jim, because we. We can't lose you. Did you pull off to the side? <laughs> Jim, be careful on this left turn. We're worried. You're a treasure. Yeah, there's some lunatic at the side of the road. Please get the cops. Well, that's cool. Happy birthday to you, uh, Mr. Gardner. Uh, we got to do the bizarre file, so here it comes. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. <laughs> Let me show Jim my version of broadcast journalism here. <laughs> Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. Uh, let's start with this one. Highway Patrol arrested a man who was suspected of stealing a box truck full of caskets in Jacksonville, FLA on Monday. Having been alerted by uh, to be on the lookout for a rider truck by a sheriff's office, which had been reported stolen from a Jacksonville casket company. How many caskets? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Florida Highway Patrol located the vehicle shortly before noon on Monday. However, once a trooper ran tags on the truck, the driver failed to pull over and pressed ahead. Instead, a 25-mile chase on Interstate 295 ensued with police chasing the truck and eventually managing to halt it after it came off the interstate and stopped at a red light. Once they stopped, the truck troopers found out that it was carrying a rather unusual load, which included three caskets. Once the truck was stopped, the highway patrol arrested the driver, who was later identified as David Ayers. Despite being chased for over 20 miles, the 39-year-old never drove above the speed limit. He was just Ah. taking his time. Yep. Officers... That's a considerate thief. ...subsequently managed to unlock the caskets after using a tool that they had to borrow from a funeral home located a few blocks away. You have a casket opening tool we could borrow? Uh, Actually, it's called a funeral key. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So they had to use that. Um... The officer said... I thought they had just like a thing you step on on the side and the lid opens up. Like a trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Boing. Is Dad still in there? Boing. Yeah, he's there. (laughs) 
Uh, didn't know what to expect, an officer said when they opened the caskets and wanted to be respectful to those items as they were unsure whether the caskets contained bodies. However, the caskets were empty and they were not the only unusual items that the officers found in the truck, uh, which was also carrying a payment of collection machine machines uh, belonging to a car wash. They said Ayers probably ripped out the car wash vacuum machines out of the car wash to get money out of them. So they busted them for that. And Ohio school, you know, we had a little uh, uh, pseudo bed bug scare the other day. Yes. Turned out to really be nothing. But an Ohio school has been forced to close for the remainder of the academic year after enriched uranium was discovered inside. Oh, we did much better then. Uh, Neptunium-237, a byproduct of nuclear reaction and plutonium production, was also detected inside Zahn's Corner Middle School. Fortunately, we got inside. This was at fortunately. I don't think he did. <laughs> that was the principal yeah. of the school, by the way, in a uh, statement. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to go home. <laughs> oh, God. Both substances are radioactive, and extended exposure to them can cause cancer. Oh, God, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, the middle school serves about 320... But it killed all the bed bugs. 320 <laughs> students. <laughs> and officials have been working to determine the source of the uh, contamination and establish its extent. They have not ruled out uh, a longer school closure... Uh, the State Department of Education said that the affected students had already fulfilled their necessary classroom hours this year, so they won't need to return or make up days. Uh, the source of the enriched uranium remains unclear. Some local residents suggested that the nearby Portsmouth gaseous diffusion plant might be responsible. The facility previously produced enriched uranium, including weapons-grade uranium for the United States Atomic Energy Program. Well, that sounds like the culprit. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. And for use in U.S. nuclear weapons. Uranium enrichment. Hmm, who could have done this? At the site ended in 2001, but that stuff lasts for like 50,000 years. Right. So, uh, these, you don't need to put a freshness date on it. Yeah, the site is now subject to an environmental cleanup. This is like that uh, story you had about the uh, the rock that they had in the uh, Grand Canyon Museum. Yeah. That was completely radioactive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Police say a 70-year-old man named Rodney Puckett was stopped for a traffic violation when an officer discovered Puckett's dead 74-year-old wife, Linda, in the passenger seat in Elroy, Arizona. Rodney told police that Linda died at a hotel in Texas during the couple's road trip, so he moved her corpse into the car and <laughs> continued toward their destination. She never talked to me anyway. <laughs> uh, ironically, the couple were issued protective orders against each other on February 6th, and Linda filed for divorce on February 8th. This could be... Yeah. Uh, Rodney was reported missing in April, but uh, he was in a Kansas jail at the time. Uh, so maybe he did have a uh, uh, an alibi. We've gone closer since she's been dead. The medical examiner has Linda's body and will determine her cause of death. Rodney was booked into the county jail for abandonment or concealment of a body, even though the body was neither concealed or abandoned. <laughs> uh, but well, that... a good lawyer should help him in that case. All right, one last story, Casey. Yes, sir. I love this one. A Florida woman was charged with assault after she threw a coconut at a man outside a strip club. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's our Florida woman, ladies and gentlemen. Florida woman, Florida woman. Shanta Bolds was arrested after the incident while sitting on the front porch of the club. Man reportedly began to film Bolds, which upset her, she told officials. 
Uh, the man said Bolds yelled at him and called him names before proceeding to throw a coconut at him. <laughs> Bolds reportedly admitted to investigators that she did, in fact, throw a coconut at the man. It was a uh, coconut night at the strip club. But noted that it did not hit him. Uh, police told the woman that she was outside of the club and had no expectation of privacy while there. So he, filming her was okay. Bowles was arrested and charged Everyone with... Everyone gets a free lap dance and a coconut. Bowles was arrested with ch- and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Well, coconuts way. are big and, and well, they're, hard. They're and... very, very hard, yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the bizarre file for you. Uh, do I have any... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got a couple of these left. Let me give away the last of them. We'll take uh, color seven and eight. Uh, for a six-pack of coupons, good for six full-size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. So call her 7 and 8, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to set you up. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Everything that rocks, that band played the MMRBQ. Audio slave. Um, may have been the last time that uh, that Chris Cornell performed. You know what? I need to no. I, I, I got to go back and double back and see the, see the dates on that. So he passed away two years ago tomorrow. By the way, and if you remember, in 2017, um, Pretty Reckless played our MM barbecue, and they had mm-hmm. been touring, had been playing shows, or not touring, but playing shows with yes. Uh, Soundgarden and uh, Taylor Momsen was just a, a wreck. She got through the, this set uh, until the very, very end, and then started to have a little bit of, of a you know emotional breakdown, which is totally understood. I think it was just like two nights before the barbecue that they had last played together. Um, yeah, it wasn't long. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so anyhow, uh, with that, with that two-year anniversary of the passing of Chris uh, tomorrow, uh, Pancake was just in, and he said uh, Pierre. Uh, we'll be having a special tribute today of uh, Chris Cornell, which would be pretty yeah. cool. Workforce Blocks, I believe, they're going to be doing. A so. lot of people reporting getting very um, excited and psyched, uh, especially owing to our earlier conversation about uh, yeah. memories past of the barbecue. And, of course, the weather will, weather looks awesome. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question. Let's see here. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Asbury Park. Right Redemption. It's a movie that's going to be uh, in theaters for two days only, May 22nd, 29th. We'll also give you a $25 Jersey Mike's gift card. So the question I got to go, there's a lot of good questions here today. Uh, but we'll go with one from early this morning. At the end of freaking Titanic, <laughs> what did old Rose put on her head? 215-263-WMMR. At the end of freaking Titanic, what did old Rose put on her head? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you know the answer, call now. We're going to do the trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. You will see them out and about tomorrow at the MM Barbecue. Let's take a look at what's going on, Steve. What do you have for us this morning? Well, interesting. Brad Pitt explaining why he hasn't fully gotten back into the dating scene three years after splitting from Angelina Jolie. Pitt says the last time he was single, he was getting so many women that his penis actually developed vagina burns. Wow. Oh, That's my a lot. God. Dennis Rodman accused yet again 
for participating in the robbery of a clothing and, mer- and merchandise from another trendy yoga spa. Rodman says it was not him and must have been some other six foot eight cross dressing makeup wearing black guy with a hula hoop in his nose. Mm. <laughs> hey! And finally, Dennis Richard, Denise, I'm sorry, Denise Richard saying her husband Aaron Pfeiffers was upset that she boasted about his impressive manhood on an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Pfeiffers reportedly was especially angry when Richards invited the other Real Housewives to do the carnival softball toss into her cooter. (laughs) (laughs) It's very impressive. And that's your Hollywood trash. All righty. We will uh, head over to the phone lines and see if we can find somebody who has the answer to today's lesson question. We had it early this morning at the end of freaking Titanic. Freaking Titanic. What did old Rose put on her head? 215-263-WMMR. That is our number. Uh, let's go to, let's see here. Put him on hold. There we go. I got Jason on the line. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Yeah, Zooks. Yeah, Zooks, buddy. You are on the air. So what did Old Rose put on her head? The panties. Panties. Yeah. Oh, got it, dude. Hang on, my man. Jason, we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Asbury Park Riot Redemption Rock and Roll premiering in theaters for two days only, May 22nd and 29th, and a $25 Jersey Mike's gift card, and you can see Steve Van Zandt, Southside Johnny, uh, David Sanchez, and Bruce Springsteen return to the legendary upstage, as well as never-before-seen interviews and cinema-exclusive performances. For tickets and information, visit asburyparkmovietickets.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, Music News brought to you this morning by Coors Light. And you can join us, the Preston and Steve Show, live from Keenan's. A week from today. Oh, my God. Oh, man. May 24th, presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Do this next week. I can't believe it. Uh, We will start with this. We were just talking about Chris Cornell. Yesterday, Soundgarden, along with the Chris Cornell Estate UME Art and uh, Artist Den, announced that they will be releasing products and immersive events entitled Soundgarden Live from the Artist Den. In February 2013, the band ended their solo, uh, I'm sorry, their sold-out U.S. tour in support of King Animal with a special live from the Artist Den taping in Los Angeles. A 29-song, two-hour show included hits like Outshine, Black Hole Sun by Crooked Steps and Been, Along, Been Away Too Long. Limited edition Super Deluxe Box will feature the complete concert film in 5.1 surround sound and stereo on Blu-ray and more than 30 minutes of bonus interviews with the band, a 40-page photo book and more. Additional products scheduled for release include digital line video and a digital live album, which will also be available on vinyl. The immersive events throughout June will include a screening of the full 29-song show in New York and Los Angeles, as well as an additional screening in Seattle. Uh, Yesterday, Slipknot announced their new album, We Are Not Your Kind. I told you there was a countdown clock thing that was going on. Well, the band released... The album's first single, Unstained, yesterday, and they unveiled a new video for the song, which featured the group's new masks. Guitarist Jim Root said about the upcoming projects, most time we've had to write a record and work work out stuff together. One of my inspirations this time around was those artists that recorded full-length albums, not just songs. While the industry is moving towards singles, Slipknot wanted to make an album experience front to back. Did you see the new mask? No. One is a poodle and one is an alien. (laughs) Oh, my God. Where do they get those ideas? Yeah. Uh, Corey Taylor said that the album is dark. He said, we are taking some really cool risks musically. 
We're dipping into some evil that we haven't played and with in a long time. Evil. Let's, he said, let's put it that way. Uh, it's got little hints of everything that we've done, but it's got some of the heaviest stuff we've ever done as well. Uh, it's the sixth album, Slipknot, due out on August 9th, by the way. Uh, Amy Lee, who we will see tomorrow, uh, says that the band is ready to start working. This is Evan Essence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, start working on some new music. Said uh, we're ready to start writing a new album now, and we're really... Wanting to get back to our roots before going down that path. The orchestra thing was so beautiful and so different. Made us really grow in different directions and work in a way that we wanted to get back to the heart of and uh, the root of our sound as a band and start playing together to get in the mood for the next thing. So excited about that. As is it going to be darker? As far as the album's direction, uh, Lee says the band is open-minded. Right. Okay. Because so, it's usually darker. Yeah, a lot of they people. Never gonna, they never say it's going to be light and airy and readily dismissible. Yeah. Uh, so no word on the darkness yet. All right. Dave. Roger Daltrey took time out to explain his outburst at pot-smoking fans at the Who's May 13th concert in New York's uh, Madison Square Garden. During the show, he uh, railed against the dopers, saying, All the ones smoking grass down front here, I'm totally allergic to it. I'm not kidding. Whoever it is down here... You effed up my night. You made me, uh, really? And then he paused and he said, I'm allergic to that. And my voice just goes. It sucks up. So, F you. <laughs> uh, back in uh, May of 2015, Daltrey slammed fans at Long Island's Nassau Coliseum for the same issue. So, he made a statement uh, to Billboard. He said, I'd just like to make it clear that it is quite well known amongst real Who fans that I have an extreme allergic reaction to pot and cigarette smoke. I have a sensitive issue on my vocal cords, and the smoke has the effect of shutting down my voice, making singing really hard to work. Did you ever know this? <clears throat> no. Uh, yeah, so the first this is the first time I've ever heard of it, but I guess if he's saying true f- Who fans know that, uh, I see no reason why you would make that up. He said, I really, uh, I really don't want to spoil anyone's enjoyment. All I ask for is a little respect for someone doing uh, their best to deliver a good night out for everyone. If you have to smoke it, get off your ass and go to the bog, which is the bathroom. Oh, or eat it. Please refrain from blowing clouds of it at me. I probably end up smoking more of your pot than you do, and it becomes a singer's nightmare. You are putting the whole show in jeopardy by your selfish behavior. Give it some thought. He I said. can I can see obviously his point, and it is weird to hear the lead singer of a major rock band say, "Hey, don't smoke pot." Yeah, you know, you're not supposed to anyway. Not, yeah. in, in the venues to smoke anything, they're non-smoking facilities. They're inside. Yeah, so, and Preston, know. sometimes though, you'll be at a freaking, you know, Steely Dan concert and uh, <laughs> the most innocuous music, and there's there are people sure. smoking pot. I uh, I was smoking a cigarette at a concert one time. And the security guard walked past like 70 people smoking pot to grab me and tell me that I couldn't smoke in the pavilion. I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Really, all right. By the way, we have a clip of The Who on uh, Jimmy Fallon. They were playing the uh, the kids' toys. Yes. Uh, don't get fooled again. I'll play I'm tired of it. I think the bit has run its course. I agree, but it was, it was cool. But it's pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, these two, especially seeing Pete Townsend playing along, because he doesn't, he didn't goof around much. No. Uh, but at the end, he's got like a like a ukulele, and he smashes it, and it's pretty cool. So we'll check out. You know what? In fact, you may fast forward. Uh, get a little bit of the beginning here.
That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know what happens sometimes with, uh, now I'm a huge Who fan and, and I love this song, but, you know, you kind of go away from it a little bit. And then sometimes, like hearing this the other day, yeah. I started listening to it again. It's such a great song. And if you want to talk about great anthemic rock, mm. real but real rocking rock, the Who. I, I mean, w- they have so many of them. I love it when I rediscover a band like that. Yeah. Uh, like I did a few years ago with Elton John and, and diving back into, you know, really, because some of these bands will go through phases after they've been around for a long time and the music gets a little bit lighter and a little bit different and not as, uh, you forget how special some of those songs are and how what difficult pieces of, of instrumentation and, yeah, and usually that they are. You're sort of hearing it with new ears again. Like yeah. and, and and you you re experience it. I mean I remember the first time and that when I saw the kids are all right, the documentary, and they had the clip of this performance with the laser and the whole thing. I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah. it's a great song. Yeah. Do you think we will not allow bands to get away with Long ass intros and stuff like this anymore. Like, are we too like succinct as a society now? I well, there's a point to be made for that, but I think if listen, when Bohemian Rhapsody came out, or, or certain songs, songs have always been penalized for having weird intros or whatever. But some make it through and become hits. And um, I don't know. You know, it, I guess it depends on the song. They're they're still out there. Uh, I mean, you have bands like Tool that will yeah. still do do things like that. Right, right, They're right. not going to, you know, rock music is not as bright and shiny as it was back in this yeah. day, in yeah. the days of Led Zeppelin and, and The Who and all that. Uh, and so it's harder to get some footing for that, Casey. Yeah. I think it's still out there. Um, I don't think it'll ever be as popular as it was back then, unfortunately. I guess it just depends on if it's good or not. That's it, you know. And ultimately, as as with fashion and everything, stuff comes in and out of yeah vogue, and and uh, we'll see. I mean, there's that one song on uh, Dark Side, Run. Oh Jesus, uh, oh my God. Run like hell, run like hell. Yeah, and I mean, there there are no words in it, and yeah. it's just kind of uh, you know, here. I'll play it. It's like yeah. Great. Is that on dark side? No, no it's that's on, on, the, on the wall. The wall yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Then, then it's dark. The one on dark side. Oh Jesus! Oh, run, rabbit, run! Now there's no words on okay. the on the uh, on the run on the run. That's on what it run. is. Okay. On the this run. This is a great song, though. Yes. Um, I I had something to say. Okay, you no, no, go for it. No, I don't remember what it was. Oh, is it uh, that you have the runs? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, it, it was completely different. No, that was last week. No, Jesus Christ, it was horrible. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, I, I, uh, rediscovering bands is so great. Um, a few months ago, and I told you about it, Steve, I, I started to go back and, and, uh, reassess Supertramp, which was so great. And, and I'm still on a high from that, but on deck now is the who it's been a while. It's been a long time and I need to, I need to go back down that path. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, so this Fallon clip got me thinking, so if it can sound that good and make you get listen to it with kids toys yeah you know and uh yeah but super tramp i'm right with you again these, so these are a lot of these would be considered classic rock but a lot of them have stayed uh, also you know are, are are current on mmr because they they transcend that they stay in the active rock realm yeah these guys also were definitely filling their sounds out more uh on stage and stuff so oh yeah i mean and yeah. that like i'm totally cool with that the who were legendary for delivering a massive sound. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
And you still have bands that are doing it today. I mean, I, I'm not big into Muse, but I understand that uh, the big live sound. show, you're getting a big sound yeah. and a big show, visual show. Metallica's well. show at the link. People yeah. were saying how just unbelievable it was. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on, I have one more story. Not as big, but uh, still cool. The uh, details of this summer's Runaway to Paradise with John Bon Jovi. It's a cruise. Oh. More details have come out. The Trek, which uh, is John's second cruise of this year. Uh, sales from uh, Barcelona, Spain, uh, to Palma, <laughs> Mallorca, via the Norwegian Pearl. Okay, and it runs from uh, August to uh, the August twenty sixth through the thirtieth. Uh, in addition to intimate sets by John Bon Jovi and his band Kings of Suburbia, which actually is a it's a big band. There's like eleven piece band. We'll also be doing shuffleboard and having <laughs> dances and all sorts of fun. Plus the midnight buffet. I'll meet you there. <laughs> Uh, well, here's the deal. This this Tico will save a cannoli for you. This summer's lineup uh, includes Johnny Resnick of the Goo Goo Dolls and like seven other people I've never heard of. Play them all. Let's right. see. Yes, Grace Potter. Oh yeah, Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. She's good. She's um, uh, kind of like a maybe like a Edie Bacall sort of sound to oh, it, like okay. a little raspy, really, really right. solid. Betsy Gold. Nope. Slippery when wet. That's got to be a Bon Jovi. That's a Bon Jovi. Cover. Yeah. That was the number yeah. name of their album. Yeah. What about Bon Journey? The, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Bon Jovi bon Journey cover band. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Bon Journey. Bon <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Antonio Rivas. Nope. Ha- Hannah Wicklin and the Stepping Stones. No. I'm looking to you, Case. No, 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 okay. no. Uh, DJ Dave. Oh, yeah. It's my dad. Okay. <laughs> and Shut Up and Dance. Nope, none of these. Okay, I then I'm sorry, I can't go on this cruise. More acts to be announced, by the way. So if more cruisers. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's all I have in uh, music news for you this morning. So why don't we take one more quick break? Come back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap the whole thing up. And we'll do that uh, with the letter of the day, the word of the week prize. We give that away. Six pack of pit tickets for the MM barbecue. Wouldn't that be nice? It's tomorrow, we'll return in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. As the days have been moving forward, the weather forecast keeps getting better and better. That never happens. I heard, I forget who I heard, what weather forecaster referred to it as a gem. Yeah. It's Saturday is a gem. Yeah, you're right. You are correct. Thank Uh, God. So, yeah, Yeah. we're excited about it. Hey, real quick, I want to do, this is courtesy of Connor. Uh, from our, he's one of our assistants here and helps yes. out with ev- anything and everything. Um, he wanted a huge shout out uh, for Michael Spain Smith. Oh, he really? knows the photographer. He's, he's photographed us many times and are totally off his calendar on a few occasions. Uh, and apparently, also uh, John Taggart, who is from the Philly Crime Scene Unit, and apparently they both helped. The MM Army, uh, one of the Tahoes needed to jump, and they helped him out. So. Oh, no kidding. So thank you, Michael Spain-Smith and John Taggart, for the help. That was very, very cool. You so. never know who'll pull over to give you a jump. That's and then, awesome. uh, Casey, you wanted to mention something? Got an in-studio shard out here. Uh, so there's a gentleman named Ken Kaufman, and he said uh, he's been a lifelong fan, and he's got a, a friend of uh, his that is a lifelong fan that is actually in our studio right now celebrating his birthday. So, uh, John, this is a in-studio shout-out from your buddy, Ken. And then, uh, yay! Yeah, man. Uh, one more in-studio birthday shout-out uh, to our friend, Wendy, 
who goes way, way back to Y100 Media. She was on Survive Survivor. Yeah, she years lived. Ago. She was the one who lived in that RV <laughs> for a week when we did that competition. Yeah, and she actually sent we uh, last week. I believe we did a Throwback Thursday video of. Like uh, it was a uh, a news segment that was that ran about On CBS three. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So- the amount of um, you know violations and <sighs> things that we did that could have got us in huge trouble, but mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it, was, it all worked out. But Wendy's celebrating a birthday on Sunday, so happy birthday oh, to Wendy! Happy birthday, Wendy! All right, and then I thought you had an email. Uh, well, that was the email from Ken, but I think oh, there's okay. another birthday in here uh, to who is it, uh, Nick? Matt. It's the other one. Matt. The other guy. Matt. 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 Celebrating his 30th birthday. Matt. Yay. Excellent. Uh, Thank you, by the way, to Godfrey for coming by. Yeah. Very funny. And uh, Punchline Philly tonight, Saturday, and a Sunday show as well. PunchlinePhilly.com. Thank you also to uh, Elena Mauger from the Red Cross who came in. Let us know how much uh, they need uh, O-type bloods. Uh, especially O negative because it's the type that can be used uh, for anybody who needs to receive blood in an emergency, and they're desperately low on that. So if you have O negative, sign up for the I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive. We were just 12 units shy of the record in the country for the largest food, uh, not food drive, uh, the, the largest for, for vampires. Blood drive. <laughs> yeah, for vampires. Yeah. yeah. So we want, you know what? We want the record. We yeah. can do this. We, you can we do can. This. We want to be a part of that. And also thank you to Margaret Cho yeah. uh, for being on the show today. She's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. By the way, you can check our social media account and see the new uh, Preston and Steve Blood Drive t-shirt, which you can get for signing up for that. So Very cool. Take a look. It's it's a Game of Thrones themed, which is uh, pretty solid. Uh, and thank you to God Charles Turkey Bacon for feeding us all this morning. And congratulations again to... Uh, Michelle Christie, coolest teacher of the year from uh, North Montco Technical Career Center. The next school that is voting is Highland Regional High School in Blackwood, New Jersey. And we will do that uh, on Monday. We'll find out uh, who the winner is at. And before we bring uh, Pierre Robert to the microphone, who he is here at the microphone. Thank you, sir. Uh, Yep, that was him. Uh, It's Abby's last day. Oh, no! So Abby is... Going to come over to the mic. You know what? Come over to Kathy's microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Well, she well, left. Well, yeah, she doesn't do it. This is the first time in the history of interns that we've had uh, someone on Kathy's mic other than Kathy. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. No pressure. None at all. None at all. Abby, when did you start with us? I actually just looked it up. It was September 3rd. So okay. it's been uh, nine months. Okay. A whole baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Uh, where do you go to school? I just graduated from Temple, but I'm actually in the plus one program. So I will be staying for another year and getting my master's. So I'm actually... Hey. Very nice. Yeah. Congratulations. In what field? Media studies and production. Okay. And what, do you, what would you like to do with that degree? You know what? That's a really good question. Still figuring it out. Absolutely. That's totally cool. You're Whitman sampling it, right? Precisely. I think I I dabbled a lot in a lot of stuff, and I realized that I just like making stuff. (laughs) And so if I can help other people and use their talents to make whatever they want to make, that's kind of where I'll fit in. I like that. And Mm -hmm. uh, so so you're graduated. Are you going to do anything special this summer? Are you going to concentrate on working, or what are you going to do? I'm actually hopefully joining a few teams, promotion teams here. We'll see. Oh, and um, also, like I said, I'm in classes and also dog sitting and babysitting and pretty much. Oh. Any- <laughs> yeah. So if you need any help, reach out. Um, I'm very desperate and a very poor college student. Wow. There you go. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully somebody can set you up. Mm. Uh, have you had fun during your time here? Other than the early morning thing? You know, it's okay. It's just I can't 
find that tiny beam? You got to go to Chicago. Yeah, right, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, wow. no, it's been incredible. Um, I've had <laughs> such a fun experience just meeting all the people and even going to events like Kathy's Cuts and a few other things. It's so immersive and. I think Adrian, the other intern, said this does feel like a cheat, and it's just so fun and so hands-on. Well, Excellent. you were you were all, you do a great job, I and mean, we really appreciate your help all the time. I have to shout out Marissa because I don't think any of the <laughs> listeners realize how she, she's incredible. This yes. woman never stops, mm-hmm. whether whether you want her to or not. You have to like <laughs> beg her to stop. She's always running around and seriously putting a hundred percent of her all in it, and. All of the interns have to, like, thank her a million times because she deals with every step of hiring us, finding us, dealing with all of our little mistakes every single day on top of doing all the work she does. She's incredible. It's true. It's insane. Excellent. Well, cool. Well, good luck to you, Abby. Thank you so much. All right. Abby's last yeah. Yeah. Another intern. Yeah. Going bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. No problem. Uh, so, as we say goodbye to her, we say hello to Mr. Pierre Robert, who is going to take you through the rest of the day. How you doing today, ma'am? Excellent. Wonderful. Um, Won't Get Fooled <laughs> Again, I think, is the greatest rock song of all time. Wow. Do you? Oh, yeah, okay. That's pretty um, awesome. I, I actually do think it is the greatest rock song of all time. And... Uh, the the documentary you referenced, Steve, everyone should see it. Uh, the kids are all right. It's great. However, I saw them when they were in that era. Uh, and I saw them three times with Keith Moon. And um, during Won't Get Fooled Again, in that era, the laser lights would go on. Uh, the lights in the hall would be down. You'd hear that synthesizer sound. Yeah. And then right as Keith starts hitting that drum roll and Roger Daltrey screams... Pete would be, as you're looking at the stage, on the right side of the stage, with guitar in hand, and this was with a chord, mind. Yeah, this yeah. was before cordless guitars. He would start running from the right side of the stage, jump, and land on the other side of the stage on his effing knee. Yeah, and slide, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, I, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. There's and, a great slow-mo shot of him sliding in that uh, way. Yeah, it's just awesome. I mean, he uh, doesn't do that, obviously, anymore, yeah. but he's still brilliant. You know, um, what that first I saw them on the opening night of Quadrophenia also. And he did this move where he walked up to the mic stand and his legs were so tall. He kicked his leg up and his leg went all the way over the top of the mic stand as he twirled at the same time. Yeah. I mean, brilliant. Pierre, what are you doing next week with the Tommy album? Um, Next week, I'm going to do something special with the Tommy album. Thank you, Bill. (laughs) Um, What I'm going to do, uh, because it's the anniversary of Tommy, is I'm going to uh, play uh, all four sides of Tommy, uh, but I'm going to do it on vinyl at 2 o'clock every awesome. uh, day, Monday through next Thursday. You're going to play one side per yeah. day? That's side awesome. Side one on Monday, two on uh, wow. Tuesday, three on Wednesday, four on Thursday. If you, go ahead, Chris. I, I, my mom took me to see that movie, and now mind you, I was probably in first grade when it came out. And the reason I went to go see that movie is because... I loved um, Elton John's version of Pinball Pinball Wizard. Wizard, And so we went to go see the movie, and I knew he was in it. And we're watching this. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Now I was a little kid at the sure, time. Sure, sure, yeah. And it's very operatic. And uh, but it was it was definitely it changed my perspective. It's great. Uh, and it was so cool. Yeah. And that whole album is just a, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Amazing. Good stuff. And they'll yeah. be with us. Uh, God, we are so blessed with concerts. They'll be it's with amazing. us a week from 
Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. Well, I mean, think about it. Billy Joel next Friday. Right. Who on Saturday? And, of course, before that, the barbecue Tomorrow, it's just, uh, it's, uh, and I love that you guys have been playing uh, barbecue uh, bands all day long. Yeah, that, that, that was segments. my call. Yeah, I <laughs> thought that was great, Steve, because you noticed that and you I picked up no on idea. that. And, yeah. and it's very important that you did. <laughs> but uh, that sounded very cool, too. Nice. Are you ready for the letter? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Q as in Queen Elizabeth. All right, and let's take caller uh, 9 at 215-263-WMMR. And we'll see if you can win. And you will be a happy camper with us tomorrow if you do indeed win. So caller number 9, we're going to give you a shot at it. Uh, weather looks amazing for the MMRBQ tomorrow, which is great, by the way. Indeed. And I'm sure you're preparing for that today. Do you have any things on the show today? If Queen Mary married Steve McQueen, she'd be Queen McQueen. There she would. <laughs> that was no laugh-in joke. Made me think of it. Um, laugh-in was a show a long time ago. All right. Um, I will tell you that on the program today, we will pay tribute to Chris Cornell in our first <clears throat> block and um, uh, celebrate some of the great moments we've had with him here. I don't know if you mentioned Audio Slave. Audio Slave was never on the Emma Barbecue, but Soundgarden was in uh, 2013. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, as a little technical point, um, oh. Pancake keeps this really incredible sheet of various bands from different years. And uh, so that was uh, Saturday, May 18th, okay. 2013. Audio Slave wow, must it's have played be Saturday, May 18th, tomorrow. Festival, I think. Because yeah. I, I definitely met those guys. I remember talking about, believe it or not, football with uh, Chris Cornell backstage. Yeah, and, really? And uh, yeah, and, and Tom Morello was there as well. Wow, that's mm-hmm. cool. So we'll uh, celebrate Chris's life. And uh, then the rest of the uh, hour and something, we'll go just with uh, past and present barbecue bands and moments uh, that we've had, uh, colorful moments with some very colorful listeners that uh, we've met over the years. It's great memories. At the barbecue. yeah. And who tomorrow knows? will be a whole new set of exactly. memories. And what time are you guys at the Blowkey, Blumkey, <laughs> bl- uh, Block, whatever it is? Blumkin, four to five, I believe, yes. Four to five, okay. Right. Uh, so you can stop by and blot with you guys. And, uh, Jack, you'll be on the Sequoia Outback deck, which I think this year is on the main level, not at the top of the lawn, I oh, believe. Cool. There are all sorts of um, uh, modifications that they've done that we're excited to see. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 78, did you say? Yeah. Great day in the morning. Yes. Yep. Good right. stuff. Let me see if we can get a winner. I'm going to go to Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Good morning. Hi, Shelly. Do you know what our word of the week is? I do. It's MMRBQ. Great day in my morning. That's correct, Shelly. And since you did indeed get it right, we have a six-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ uh, presented by oh Bud Light. God. So you will be I'm so excited. You'll be right Thank down there you. in the pit. Congratulations to you. Okay. Oh Were my you- God. You. <laughs> Were you planning to come anyway? Uh, no, this will be my first time attending. Oh, Marvelous. that's awesome! And you get some of the best. Yeah. You get the best spot in the house. You'll be right down in front for it. So, all right, hang on, Shelly. We'll get your information. It is tomorrow. BB and T Pavilion, Shine Down, Evanescence, The Struts, Joan Jett, Fozzie, Gloria Sons, Bab Wolves, Sarabo, Queen McQueen. They'll all be there. <laughs> 
still some tickets available at Ticketmaster.com if you are interested. Uh, I'm going to take this moment to thank our sponsor. I just have one today, and it is uh, French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. With everything you need for the great outdoors, FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? Uh, next week on the program, uh, John Waters, who we've had wow. on the show a few times, will be joining us. Uh, our buddy Rob McElhenney, of course. Wow. Bert Kreischer. Wow. Uh, comedian Toure. And one week from today, we'll be wrapping it up. <laughs> One at this very time, one week from today at Keenan's, it'll be a mess. <laughs> wow. I guarantee you. Honestly, it always is, and it's wonderful. The list of contest names alone is <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. Yep. So we'll do that next week. That's it. We are done. Ray John, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you tomorrow yeah! at the MMRBQ. Bye bye, gang. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Look, I get it. You're collecting for charitable donations, and what you guys are doing is wonderful. But rush hour on a Friday morning is not the time to be standing out in the middle of one of the busiest intersections asking for donations. People need to get the hell to work. Next message. Happy 40th birthday, Kenny. You're the best husband and best dad ever. But if you don't put the goddamn dirty laundry in the hamper, I'm going to burn down the Love you, baby. Next message. I'm driving down the road. I see this lady shaving her lady mustache. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.